Hello and welcome to the Meet Your Species podcast. My name is Heath and today we have our final vintage edition podcast. Oh, finally. So uh, today's guest is Darren Patterson. Now, Darren was somebody who I met and uh, he, he was um, in the friend group that I was hanging with at the time in Atlanta. And I really appreciated this one aspect of Darren, which was that um, he has very... Like he's actually thought about certain things. Now, whether the conclusions he came to, you may agree or not agree with, but he stands by what he believes in. And that was something which was very, um, well, I really appreciate it when I find people like that. I think there's something to treasure. Even if you don't agree with someone, it doesn't really matter because they're willing to stand by it and also challenge you to change their mind. And it, he's also someone who's willing to change his mind if you can <laughs> present a logical argument. So, um, I, that's something I really appreciated in him, and I, I hope he will too. So um, I want to just point out a few notes if you're watching the video. Uh, we filmed this at his apartment, so a few things were going on. One is that uh, he had roommates which were coming going a few times, and also it started getting sunset, so it got a little dark at the end. You could barely see him, and we ended up turning the light. So uh, I just, I'll say this. This was the podcast that really... Uh, made me realize that from every podcast going forward, there will almost certainly be uh, lighting that I got now. So now all the podcasts in the future will have at least consistent lighting. And uh, this podcast with Darren was to uh, to, to blame or, or thank for that. Either way, um, I hope you enjoy. And without further ado, I give you Darren Patterson. All right. Welcome, Darren. Hello, hello. <laughs> you own the podcast. Um, yes. So, uh, let us dive in, because you are one of the people I've been really wanting to have on here. So, uh, I like to start these with just kind of getting to know you, so people, everyone else can get to know you, too. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> hello. Can't forget. <laughs> so, uh, let's start with your childhood. Like, where'd you grow up? Um, I am from San Diego, California. Mm, yes, uh, sunny San Diego. I love very San much Diego. so. Um, yeah, that's 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 primarily where I grew up. I moved a lot, however. Um, my dad was uh, in the military. He's um, Navy, okay. and we we kind of moved a lot in the states. I never got to go outside of the states, but it's okay. I went a lot of cool places here. So good deal. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. Well, in that. In that experience, were there any, um, I'm sure there were, uh, any any experiences or people along the way that really helped shape the way you think as you're traveling? Um, or yeah. Okay, let's start with, like, the immediate, like, family, okay? So, like, of course, like, I'm the oldest of four boys, and so, okay. like, those are, like, my little, like, munchkins, kind of, but they're mm-hmm. getting so old, and, like, I'm very, my, my, I'm very much so my mother's child, like, um, I take a lot from her and just, like, her perspective and like she is just like oh my gosh my like my rock I I actually like was thinking about it uh, just the other week I have been going through a lot of things with like a car situation and like I literally like on the way to work just like broke down and I just like I was so happy that I had her in that moment because I recognized her as being one of just the only people of anyone even when I don't you know even I'm doing well for myself, and even when I don't want well, and others don't want well for me, she does. 
you know, even when I don't. And I think that's such, such I, I kind of framed it as like, you know, the closest that I feel like I would ever get to like love and what, what God would be in love is like, she would be that kind of channel for me because it's just the one thing that I know that hasn't broken since the day that I, I've, I guess, been here, so to speak. So right. that's my rock. And then like my father, um, we have a very interesting relationship. I think that I'm a junior, so I'm named after him. My name is Darren Jerome Patterson Jr. And he, he was a very like, I guess, military and also his upbringing. He was kind of a very stern father. Also, he was an Aquarius and so kind of icy sometimes. <laughs> and he just was very like, he wanted me to stick to reality. He, there, he was a very, very practical man. He's very about like being frugal and like teaching me, you know, all about like the responsible things. And those aren't always the most fun things. And I feel like in my childhood, I, I think I missed a lot of that because he was so focused on making sure that I knew those things. And I don't think that I appreciated him growing up as I do now, kind of looking back at it. And so like we've, we've had our, our, you know, even with my mother, you know, I, my family immediately, we all have had our, our thing. But I think at the end of the day, like that, that's, that immediate kinship right there is something that I, that's why I'm here. They're the reason why I'm here. Nice. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah. So, so in that with your, your mom and dad and your, uh, your siblings, mm -hmm. were there any specific experiences that really, it's like that wake up lesson or, or something? Well, um, when I was in the fourth grade, um, I discovered that my mother was a lesbian and mm. that um, she was leaving my father for another woman. And it was very, it sounds so scandalous, but it was very actually kind of, um, I was so young and I was, I was old as I think maybe I was like nine or 10 years old. And at the time I was more focused on, I think me being my mother's child. Like I was very like, whatever she needed, like whatever, like, whatever I needed to do to make things right for her and like for, for the family, whatever I needed to do, I'm, I'm down with it. So whatever's mm -hmm. going to get us in a good spot. Like I know I trust you to figure that out. Cause you're, you're mom. That's all I know. Right. And I think that later on, like as I got into middle school, I think that things started to take a toll for me. And like, I, I don't, I can't really identify what exactly specifically was the problem. I don't think it was that my mom was a lesbian or even that I was kind of going through my own identity thing where I'm like now, you know, I had been teased since before my mom even like did any of that. Like I had always very much identified myself as being like gay, but even with that, I don't even, I don't even like labels with that. We'll get to that probably a little later, but <laughs> like, um, I, I just like at that moment in time, I just started to rebel. I went through this such rebellious phase and... You mean from your mom coming out or before or just in that? Just after. After that happening, a lot of key things, like I think like just my family dynamic became very tense. I think the relationship, watching the relationship with my mother and father kind of deteriorating to where like I'm like speaking through them and like they're talking about divorce and like I have to like pass on a message and like mm -hmm. keep a straight face and then go to school and then have activities and be, be all these different things. I think I grew up very fast. And I think it shows, and a lot of the issues that I have today, like I think that I've taken on so much responsibility that kind of like overbears me and it kind of weighs me. And I'm looking back at it now kind of to re correct some of those. I can't correct what's happened because what's happened has happened, but correcting the behaviors around how it happened. And, um, I, and, and at the end of it, I actually have been thinking, of, because I've been doing this very recently, I've been thinking about like during that time, like how I really felt. And I never really blamed anyone for anything that was going on. 
Yeah. I had a very, very <clears throat> weird understanding, even within myself, the things that are going internally and externally. And it was so crazy. And I think like the inner and the outer really do reflect one another in such a crazy way. And I, and I, I, I think that even then I knew everything was going to be fine because crazy things happen all the time. Crazier things have happened. And like that kind of perspective made me kind of curious in my rebellion. I became to get curious about like, well, what could happen? You know, if oh, I like did what's this. The potential? Yeah, what's what what is what is potential? Mm-hmm. And you know, I got, you know, so many fights and and ISS and getting almost expelled for, you know, popping pills in school. Like I I did it all, sneaking out. Like I mean like I I was the kid that just like pushed all of the boundaries. But I and I, and of course, you know, when you're that young, you never think about like the consequences but like I just had this trust that like no matter what I did I would always have a second chance because like I'm just playing I'm just learning I'm just being a kid that's what I'm supposed to do I thought I was supposed to be here and figure it out well that's Mm -hmm. what I'm doing I'm just figuring it out and I was very (laughs) very a Mr. Know-it-all in that way you couldn't tell me anything because no matter what you knew I was still figuring it out so you were so stuck in your way and that's fine but like I'm gonna continue to dig in and figure it out. And one day I may come back with something new and you'll see kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And I think that that kind of like treasure hunter in me, I found a lot of hidden treasures in life. I found a lot of ways to connect with like the things that just made me happy, despite what was going on in my family life, with my grades, with being, you know, my friends. Like I found a way to just like keep it all together. And that was just through like, I, I having inner dialogue. I have, like, at least, I would say, and I'm not even over-exaggerating, probably more than, like, six hours of inner dialogue that I am very consciously aware of throughout the day. And and probably even more than that some days, because, like, when things come come to me in my life, I kind of take it in. Before I ask any questions about what's going on outside, I first ask what's going on in here to even, like, bring that about. Like, I, I start very basic. It's like, how, like, what just happened before just to even get me here now? And, and then I just start, like, list, listening to that because I feel like time doesn't even exist anymore for me. You can fast forward, rewind as far as you want to go. Mm-hmm. And most people are not afraid to go, like, there. But, like, me, I've become such, like, this, like, little, like, digging for gold or something like that and kind of, like, trying to figure out, like, what's really going on. And I don't even know what I'm talking about himself. Like that. <laughs> no. no, it's good. Um, Cause, hello. Hi. That whole uh, um, inner dialogue and, and the way you communicate is is very interesting because most people aren't able to articulate their process on the inside simply because you just do it. You don't think about it. Yeah. Right? So the fact that you even think about that is really interesting. It helps <laughs> see into how Darren thinks about the world. Yeah. You like to take things in process them try and be honest with yourself I, mm-hmm. I assume right yeah I was a weird one like and I lo- and I think the other I guess kind of fi- fo- finish and follow up the question like the other people that really like were like there were my friends like I have had I because I moved a lot I kind of had to like make new friends all of the time and even when like okay so like I moved from San Diego and then like I know I moved to like Louisiana when I was really young so somewhere in between there because that's where my dad's side of his family from my mom's side is from San Diego mm-hmm. um and then um after that I know we moved back to San Diego moved all up and within that 
then went all the way to Virginia Beach. I was there in like the Norfolk area, Chesapeake Bay. My dad moved and lived, we lived in there. Then after that, I moved to Savannah, Georgia, and I was there for basically eighth grade and half of ninth grade. And that's when I moved to Kennesaw for, for high school. And like throughout that time, like my friends just like, oh my gosh, like people, I think that that's where I found like through my friends, the, my love, for people. I think that we are so hard on ourselves and we just don't cut each other some slack and realize how much is actually going on in the day and and within a moment sometimes. And it's just so sad how like, you know, even when you're trying to connect with others who don't want to, for me, it's, it's one of those things where like, I actually genuinely do, no matter what you've done or who you are, where you've been, like, I don't care about all of that because at the end of the day, that's for show. That's your public you. Mm -hmm. And it's fanciful and we can try to pretend like it means something. But at the end of the day, you, the public you is, is of reference to other things. So it's it's not who you are. And representative. Like, yeah, and like I, I think I study public relations now and like I'm thinking about like public imaging and branding and face and like you know, consulting and all that and building, you know, this framework and this network of people and places and, 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 and having an identity and, and, you know, integrity and credibility is nice, but like, damn, it just would be so nice for somebody to keep it real every once in a while and not present me with the suit and tie and the big banner and the big show and just like, just say a genuine hello and engage for just a second, you know, even mm -hmm. over like a cup of tea, like it, it, it just, to me, it, in theory, I feel like it sounds so like magical and so, but I don't think that it's even that easy because I think in order for you to even get to that point, you've got to take down some layers and remove some, some of the boundaries that, you know, push people away. And I think that we all have our own way of doing that. And for me, I'm just working on like removing that, like everything that I'm living my life for currently is about like, everything that I thought I knew about how things should have been, like it, it's out the window. It's so far out the window and I'm, it's, and it's gone, really gone. Mm -hmm. And I actually, today I um, cleaned out like all my email, I had like, like almost 10,000 emails from shit from three years ago. And I was like, what the hell is all of this? this why am I carrying this with me? Mm -hmm. What does any of this mean? It doesn't mean anything now. You're never going to look at it again. Ever. <laughs> and then there was shit that I was like, well, what if I like, Making shit up. Like, I, I could need this. Like, no, no. Like, I don't... It, and, and this goes another thing. Like, the other day, I was in... I went to the gas station. I just needed to put some gas in my car to go to work. I go in there, and, like, I'm so bombarded, like, by just, like, all this shit. Like, candy, gum, popsicles, ice cream. All like, all the drugs, the, the blunt wraps, the, you know, the the blunt powder spray, like everything was just like coming at me, the $5.99 wine, the, the hot pocket, you know, Tostino pizza roll things. Like everything was just like very there. Mm -hmm. And I came in there to get gas and I can't even go and just get gas without just being infiltrated with all of these things. And it, what was fucking me up was that like, when I got in there and I was like, I need to get, like, I said like, I need to get something. Like, oh, like I can get water or like I could, or, oh, my, my air freshener, like, my car gets melted. Like, I just started, like, plotting, like, about to go look around. And I was like, wait a minute. Like, I came in here for gas. Like, what am I doing? Like, I think that we just let other things make decisions for us. And, like, I 
did not need any of the things that were being offered to me there. But for whatever reason, mm-hmm. I've been socialized and, pers- and my perception and has been framed to like, every time I go some- to somewhere and see something and it's on sale, I have to buy it. Mm-hmm. There's no way, like, and like, that's so, oh, it's so disgusting to me. It's like <laughs> the worst. It was a very like surreal experience. It was so surreal. And like, people were looking at me like I was crazy because I was just like looking like, ill. like, I just want to just have some peace sometimes. And I feel like it's very hard to find that these days. Totally. Especially whether it's TV, the internet, it's just bombarded. I don't watch TV. I haven't watched TV since I was in the ninth grade. Um, I don't like movies. I only read books. Um, I only read journal articles and, and and if I do watch something, it's a documentary. And you and I really don't even like those because you have to like you have to like make me sit down and like force me to watch it because otherwise like I'm not even watch it. Like I, although I know all of the th- all of those things are very beneficial. Like I honestly am one of those people that I just feel like if you just get your ass out there, everything comes to you. Like I haven't had like as much as I am a digger, I've self mastered myself to a way to where I I don't have to do much digging anymore. And everything just like just just zaps to me, and that now it's like building a filter. Now, like when you start gaining this intuitive power, like this kind of intuitive, you know, using the laws of attraction and trying to like get these things to you. You want your life to be like this. You want your framework and the way your friends socialize. You want it to be like this, and you're trying to force it in. But at the same time, like everything is process. So I've been just like trying to lay off. And follow the process, not getting too involved mm-hmm. and keeping and at least being alert and aware. That's the only thing that I feel like is the key part about living, like going about your day. Do what you got to do. You don't even have to like we multitask and do things all the time. Nothing's wrong with what we're doing. It's just like I don't think that we're like alert and aware and active during while we're doing it. Yeah, we're not awake. We're trying. We're doing something else while we're doing. Things. Everybody's doing... like hitting the snooze, just like and I'm like. I woke up. I woke up at four o'clock this morning. I don't know what time you all got up, but I got up at four. And I hate getting up in the morning, or at least I did. And I don't know what. I don't know what has changed, even very recently, maybe in the past like three months, that has changed within me to make me even think about. I need to get up at four a.m. because I need to have this, this, and this done by eight a.m. And I need to get up and do this, this, this by noon. And I need to like that's the way like my train has been rolling now, and it's been so like fun challenging and a little stressful but the stress is going away with just by relaxing and treat, some, treat yeah. yourself yeah <laughs> uh there's been this big thing with me lately where i've realized that i kept being like loading up this big to-do list of all the things i want to get done and then if i didn't get all of them done which will never happen today, <laughs> then i'm disappointed and then if i'm trying to enjoy my time like watch anything or mm-hmm. just sit I feel guilty, like, thinking about all the things I'm supposed to be doing. I'm just like, wait, if I'm not going to cry about <laughs> taking time for myself, why am I doing it at all? I yeah. Just be joyful about it. Yeah. Okay. And I think, like, with me, like, I, I have, I have like, this list of all of these things that I want to do that I know, like, I would say a year, you know, I want these things to happen, like, right, you know, immediately. But I think, like, one of the things about even, like, going into the gas station, there's nothing wrong with having desire. There's nothing wrong with wanting anything. There's nothing mm-hmm. wrong with like wanting to like, you know, I, I want to go to Dubai so bad this year. Like, I've got to go. And I may not make it this year, but there's nothing wrong with me wanting that. There's nothing, mm-hmm. I think what's wrong, what would be wrong would for me to like want it and, and, and try to force it 
and and put myself under like a pressure cooker and then not get it and that disappointment just like you know people really set themselves up for that it's like a self-sacrifice thing it's so much of a risk to give yourself such a, an unachievable unexpected like deadline mm-hmm. with and, no experience doing it before so. exactly exactly and then like i think about you know people's body images now and everybody's just trying to like meet this mark and like i had like I'm sorry, but I just don't want to do that. Like, I, like, I, I feel like so, like, I don't feel like I'm not a part of things anymore, but I feel like it's being, it's making, life makes it difficult these, like now to like want to be involved in, in things. It's just because like it's, my needs have just like, shifted and I'm okay with it. And it, and it, was not an easy thing. Like, I think that, like, life literally, like, tore my ass up, like, and was like, you know, if you, before you will move anything, before you roll the dice, before you pick up another tarot card, before you do a damn thing, you're going to fix this. Mm-hmm. And people get that same thing from their whatever source that they answer to, whether it be themselves, Allah, whoever. Everyone gets that message, and how many, and it's like, do you listen or do you not? Yeah. That's judgment day. Totally. Well, and it's just a simple, there's no right, there's no wrong, there's just consequences to your actions. Do you do it or do you not? Judgment day. When you're called on the throne, are you going to do it or are you not? Yes or no? And, and it's so interesting because these books and shit be talking about shit that's so specific, but it's never, ever that specific for everybody. Like, come on. Like, we're not even using our common... We're not even thinking for ourselves in a way to use common sense to, like, interpret books. Because no one... That's why no one knows how to... Everyone read Fifty Shades of Grey, and I hate to even bring this up in this, but, like, of course everyone read it, and, like, I've heard so many things about it. It's a slander to women again, and blah, blah, blah. You know, it's wrong, the children, the Bible, and all of these, like, things, and I'm like... Just don't read it. <laughs> read it if you want to. There's nothing wrong with reading it. I I have watched. I am an American and I watch porn. And I have <laughs> seen the shit that goes on in there. Some of it's like, whoa. And some of it's like, oh shit. Like, hopefully me and my boom one day might want to check it up and like see what happens. But like, come on now. Like, let's not be like fake about it. Like, yeah. I feel like sometimes people like enjoy being the devil's advocate. And I don't like that type of shit. It's like, can... I, I, the most that I want is for some, you have an opinion. I, that's the first thing. Like, I just expect for everybody to at least have an opinion about it. And if, even if you don't have an opinion about it, like, not, you don't even have to be interested, but like, damn, like, at least like, have enough respect for yourself to like, be involved. I'm like, mm-hmm. if I don't necessarily want to be involved in a lot of things that go on on planet Earth anymore. I really right. don't. It's all very mundane and silly and like, weird to me now. But, like, at the same time, I'm not going to pretend like I'm not here and that I'm not going to treat people with respect and I'm not going to, like, be a good citizen and do my part to make sure that I'm maintaining what I can and doing for what for others what I can. Those things don't just fall out the window when you're trying to do the fight or flight thing and, and stay in your own zone. Mm-hmm. Those things shouldn't just go by the wayside because you're struggling. Like, no, you don't you don't get a No one gets a pass for being a shitty person like that. That shouldn't ever be a thing. Yeah. And that's happening quite a bit. Totally. Because your thoughts are only relevant to you, but your the actions do have consequences for other people oftentimes. And, like, you still have to be aware of that. Right. And, and no shade, but, like, I don't know. Like, 
I don't like a lot of people. I don't, <laughs> and I have the right to say it. I don't like a lot of people. I don't like their attitudes. I don't like their character. I don't like the way that they treat other people. I don't like them. And I think there's, I love everybody, but just because I love you, that doesn't mean I have to like you. And I had to, and I had to learn that to, to receive that back too. Not everybody's going to like it, Darren. Not everybody's going to watch this and, or see me. I don't even know who the hell would see this, but like no one's going to, not everyone's going to be like, yeah, woo him. He knows mm -hmm. what he's talking about. Some people are going to be like, fuck him. But at the same time, like that shit, that won't stop me from being a, a good person and that shouldn't stop you from right. being one either. We both don't have to agree about anything as long as we keep it, keep it, keep it real. Yeah, just be honest. Like you don't want to be deluded or believe things that just aren't true. And people are like wearing like, what's that? Um, no, I'm not even going to bring up a movie reference because I don't watch movies, but like it's that, um, it's that mask movie. What's that? You know, the ma is it the mask? The, oh, with Jim Carrey? Yeah, yeah like that movie. Like, they're, people are him. Like, wow. It's, like, so real. Like, people yeah. switch around and then, like... And, you know, we call it, like, they're a Gemini, but it's not even fucking... They're not a Gemini. Like, they're just, oh, like, they're playing. Just, they're just playing games. Like, everybody's playing games. And, like, I didn't sign up for Monopoly or your local tennis match or, like, whatever. Like, I didn't I didn't put my email... Oh, my gosh. Like, all the emails that I, that I got. Like, I didn't sign... I was like, I didn't sign up for this shit. Like... Why do I feel, like, personally victimized if I'm not involved in everybody's shit? Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's never that deep, ever. Yeah. And it never, and it, and it just shouldn't be, I don't know. There's a, a concept that um, nothing, well, wait, ah, we'll move on. <laughs> I don't remember how to articulate it. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's, uh, let's tie this back to what are um, any other experiences you've had that have kind of shaped you like I can see we're starting to really get a feel for how you look at the world and think mm -hmm. so or some other experiences okay or it could be people too if there's like a good no I think I'm done with the people because I, I have I, I everyone you should know who you are like you know I love the whole like Oscar thing where you, you thank everybody you thank your mom your pop I think that's cute but I think in real life like I don't need the people that I love don't don't need I don't need to thank you from them and they don't like it's all love and, and it always will be and so like if that's known like if you're not acknowledged you know that kind of thing but anyway um when I was younger I used to have this very like paranormal like experiences and like i i remember the, f the first time i maybe i think i lived in virginia and uh, i was probably in the seventh grade probably most likely either the sixth or the seventh and i at that point that was like my rebellion phase and like i was just in a very low place i think like i was on the verge of like getting expelled or something was going on really weird and like i was just like I just basically want to evaporate. I don't want to even want to die. I don't want, I don't want to die. I just want to like fall out of myself and just like be somewhere else. Like anything would be better than like this moment right now. And I did that. I just kind of closed and I laid there. And then like, I was like immediately like after projected out of my body and just was like staring at myself. And I was so freaked out. And I, and it, it almost, it happened so instantly, like simultaneously as soon as I just wanted it so bad it was just like when I was like no well this this be careful what you wish for you know type of thing like this this isn't supposed to happen and then after that like there were just little small things like like little whispers and, and just like little things like calling and 
And I would always see like little, I call them like now because they're so strong sometimes. They're like, it's like holographs now, holographic like images. Like it's like almost like mist if it like, if like light was shining on it and it's like thick but reflective. It's very like interesting and these, they're these like massive orb type of things. But anyway. And where do like, you see this? Hmm? Where do you, or where or when do you see this? It's, it depends on how sentient I am, where, where I'm at, how relaxed I am really. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm trying to focus or articulate something, I don't, I'm not consciously in it, but like, if I'm just like the fly on the wall for the moment and I'm just like trying to like enjoy, you know, just the, the moment that's normally when like, and sometimes it's unwarranted. Sometimes like, sometimes it happens that I don't want it to. Like uh, I was in class one day and like in the class and literally my teacher's talking and there's these little like on the wall just like boing 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 all these little like caricatures and I'm like am I going nuts is anybody else seeing this in here and I'm like blinking and shit and like it's 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 kind of almost getting a little out of hand sometimes but I think like the more that I just let it happen um I had I had like now I let my eyes do their thing where like no matter what I'm saying like I don't try to like control them or do anything and like it's so interesting how like you zoom in and out of things and like what shapes will come out and what things will shift and like that's all getting really cool now so I'm like okay well like are these optical illusions is this a more perceptive thing coming from my brain and then the messages through my eyes like how is this process working really trying to get with that but like um those things have happened and then I would say one of the most and especially in the most recent years um maybe about this is 2012 2012 the mind count no like ooh was right and like I didn't take it seriously and I should have because it was the year that like my life imploded so to speak or at least that's what it the feeling was it was that intense and it wasn't even like so much catastrophic was going on no one was dying it wasn't anything like that but it was more of like all of the things that I held that were so near and dear from for me were being like taken away like um I like my job like I got fired like that summer from like my job because like they just were just like, it's not working out, bye. And I was like, wait a minute, like, I'm an awesome worker. Like, something happened. And, like, it was this drama. They wanted me gone because of this fucking drama with this girl. And her boyfriend worked there. And he was one of the managers. And already, like, that's already an issue of ethics. But we're not even going to take it there. It's done. But, like, serious, they were like, bygones be bygones. So, <laughs> not even want to talk about that because that's. That's the least of the, that was the least of what was going on. Then, like, at the time, like, my mom and now my stepmom, Tamara, she's another very important person in my life, they were, like, thinking about splitting up, and it was just all of these things, and, and I was just, like, caught in just, like, this, like, whirlpool, and I was just, like, drowning in it, but, like, it was, like, a forever drowning, like, it just wouldn't stop, and then, like, my best friend, we were, like, the person that, like, if anybody could talk to, it was her, and then, like, we weren't getting along, and that was, like, bad, and it was just, like, so, like, it was so difficult to imagine what was gonna happen next, and when you are so, like, out in the open like that, like, being, like, the hanged man, and you're just out there, like, when your life's that unpredictable, it gets a little, like, like, you don't know what you're going to do next. Like, everyone's done something around you, so what's your next move? And, like, how I was feeling at the time, I didn't know what the hell my next move was going to be. Like, I also, like, there was this boy that, like, uh, I just, like, I I thought the world of him. And I, I just, he, like, that happened a little bit before. Like, everything was happen steps. So, like, the boy just gone. 
Then, like, the best friend issue started. Then the parent, then the job thing happened. Then the parent thing. Then the best friend thing over. Then it was, like, my birthday. And then, like, I, like, I was alone. It was broke. Didn't, my, my car was broken down. I couldn't pay for it. Like, everything was just, like, sucked. All fell on top of each other. And I had this, the moment was I had this, this dream. And I, Basically, the dream started off as if I was like, escaping from like this insane asylum war, or, or it was a place where we were all considered to be insane. And they, I knew that they were poisoning and, and killing us as we were going along. And so like, I was like, I've got to get out of here. This won't be me. So as I'm escaping, like I'm being chased and followed and everything. But like at the same time, I'm getting revenge. It's very interesting because like, I'm not just trying to escape. I'm also like killing people too. Like this bitch <laughs> did this to me, so like I'm gonna kill her by the pool and like all this bitch. See ya. But anyway, so um, I'm doing all of this like malicious things, and I'm like running through this place, and like I can picture in my mind, I can see where I want to end up, and it kind of looked like an open like grassy knoll with like big boulders. And it was like a very blue open sky. And I was like, this is the safe zone. Like, I've got to get over here. And there was a point where like, I, there was like this like round, like kind of shaft thing on the side of the building that you could like go spiral down into like a barn area at the bottom. And so like, there's these two like agents. Like now it's kind of like the matrix. Just like these fuckers are like coming out of the woods and <laughs> shit. And like, yeah, like, and so like, I'm at the bottom and one of them like pops in front of me and I grab like a log and it has like nails on the end and I like hit him. <laughs> and then like he like jumps down and like, you know, it's like, I was like, hell yeah. But then like so I violent. turn around and I forget about the other one. And it was just like a big, like almost like Samuel L. Jackson mustache, like <laughs> black guy and like this trench coat. And he's like, boof, and like shoots me. And like, I like, in my dream, like, feel the bullet, like, go into my the, my skull, and, like, I die in the dream, and then I, like, immediately astral lucid projected into, in front of my house, but, like, still sleeping. So, like, I'm in front of my house, and I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm, like, in the clothes that I remember that I had on the day before, and I was like, this is interesting, and then I look up in the sky, and there's, like, this nebula. It's, like, this twirling, like, and it was, and it, I could hear it, too. It, there's, like, this static buzz in the air, and it was, like, this beautiful-looking thing, but the static was, like, freaking me out because it was, like, inescapable. It was, like, as if, I, even if I put, like, earmuffs on or something, it was, like, coming from inside of my head and, like, streaming mm-hmm. outward. So, like, I was, like, I need to go inside. So, I was, of course, lucid dreaming, so as soon as I thought, go inside, I was inside. So, like, I knew it was lucid dreaming, but like, so one of the key signs when you're lucid dreaming is when you try to turn on a light. If you try to turn on a light or look at a clock and you can't read it or anything or like the lights don't turn on, like that's when you're lucid dreaming. So like when I like flipped the light on and it didn't, I like, it was immediately like solid frozen, like in this state. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, like I am not like on earth. Like I'm not there anymore. So then like I'm in my house though. So I'm like, oh my gosh, like, well, if I'm here, I need to go to my room. So the way my parents' house was set up at the time, um, it's a hallway that leads to, like, the den area that was at the time my room. So um, the stair kind of goes, like, downward and then to the side. So as I open the door, I see all the lights are out, of course, because you can't have light in a lucid dream. But there was lights streaming from in my bedroom. And I was like, what the hell is this? And I go down the stairs, and there are, like, ten aliens, Martians, whatever you want to call them, greys in my room. 
and there was they were all just like waiting for me basically and I freaked out like I was oh my gosh like what the hell and like of course I could hear them and it was like through like telepathic and I could hear what they were saying and I was like I was like as like who the hell are you and as soon as I said that they like put me in the bed and each of them had very similar hands with their like ours with their fingers were much longer and they had like little like almost et bulbs on each one of the fingers and so they had their hands and they laid me out on my bed just like as if i was getting reiki or something they laid me out on the bed and they all got in a line and they just started waving their hands over me just mm-hmm. doing back and forth very systematized just boom boom and i could like hear the static was just getting louder and louder it was just my frequency was just like woof. And they were just like going like this. And then like in the dream, you know, like when you're lucid dreaming, if you try to move and you try to make sounds, it kind of, it wakes you up from like in your real life because you're so rooted into your body that like you, you trigger your, yeah, you trigger yourself. So like I was trying to like get the hell out of here because I was so just freaked out. And every time I would move, it would be as if something was draining the life force out of me. So like move, move, move. And then I'd be like, like sink back in and then when I would I they would when I would try to move they would back up and I would move and then I would sink in and they would wait until I was like relax again and then they would come back and they just kept going interesting and they did it and I kept trying to move and every time I would move they would just stand back wait for me to, my energy to just get drained again and then come back and on the third time the last time one of them which I knew was like the leader because like he was like he just had this like very like crown thing like his head was like like very like commando type of thing and like he came up to me he started at my feet and this time he put his head over my body and his hands and he went like this and got up to my face like this close and like that's when like, I was like ooh, like freaking out and then like my energy I was freaking freaked out so hard my energy like immediately drained so like I like was done and like all I could do was watch them. Like I could not move, could not feel my body. It was in complete paralysis, and I was watching them. And they literally, like, there was a sliding door that goes outside into the woods in my den. They didn't disappear. They didn't go in. They walked out of my patio, <laughs> like walked out, like as if like by, and slid the door and everything. I literally okay. So the way that I was turned over in paralysis because I tried to move, I shifted over like this in my bed. So like my bed is facing like where the sliding door would be to like the left over here. And I'm in, all I do when I wake up is I just go, and I'm in the same position that I was in my dream. Oh. And all I did, I didn't like wake up. I just like opened my eyes. And I was just looking into the same, like the same view. And I was like, I, that's, that was like, I had to call my best friend. Like, even though we were fighting, like, I didn't care what was going on. Like I had to call her. So like, I mean. How did you know that? If it was exactly the same as where you were in the... In my bedroom. Yeah, like, it was, like, the way, like, the dream ended, like, because, like, when they left, like, I was like, I gotta get out of here, and I just, like... Oh, and then you were. And I just was in my room. But how'd you know that was real and not... Because, like, I, like, like, after I, like, got up, it was, like, daylight. That's what it was. The... Okay, it wasn't daylight in my dream. Like, it was, like, that nebula when I was outside, like, it was, like, everything was gray. Hmm. And the only thing that was color was that nebula. Interesting. So, like, even when I got in my house, everything that was brown or anything color was all grayscale. They were gray. Everything was gray. And the only thing that was light was the light on their fingers and that nebula in the sky. Interesting. So, when I got up, everything was, like, in full color again. And I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, what has happened to me? And we, like, we did, like, me and her spent, like, three hours on the phone, like, going, looking at articles because, like, we were both very, like, 
We gotta you look up the links. We gotta search this. Start with Dream Mood. Start here. Start Cafe Astrology. Start Bibliotheques. Like start going all the resources that we knew, all the books, all the documentaries. Like just pulling it all up. And like I later had um, Rhonda Lee. She um, is a uh, intuitive healer. She does dream analysis. Uh, she does aura uh, aura photography and chakra studies. Uh, her book is Believe in Your Dreams. And she lives in Woodstock. And I worked at a metaphysical store in Woodstock called Forever in a Day. It's off of Highway ninety two. And when I worked there, um, I got to have discounts with readings and everything. And I wanted to talk with Rhonda about it. So I got an aura photography. I've gotten it done twice now. It's really awesome. It's like $35 gets you, you get to see all of your chakras visible, your whole aura, the color of everything going on in your inner systems, your energy balance, your yin and yang, everything, all your physical and metaphysical systems. How do you see it? Um, it's, It's digital. It's like, I think, I don't know if it's like thermal or more as vibrational and then the vibrations are fit with a color so the color and sound vibrations all link up and it shows the the radius and the range of which how the light stretch would stretch to create the color so like that's how it kind of configures and over the body and like the energy center is because of the magnetics in your body it's able to pick up where each chakra center would be and locate what like i guess vibration and tune was in within that area i think that's how it worked don't i that could be completely wrong but it's interesting though it would be an interesting concept but anyway um, long story short, I, I talked to her about that specific dream and she, well, there was another dream that I also had and, um, with one of my best friends, Julia, um, who's also a roommate and there was a crystal city. Like we were in an apartment complex, like walking, trying to get home. And then all of a sudden, like it started to rain and we're like, oh, like, let's get under the cover, like to get out of the rain. And as it started to rain, the rain got spiky, like little, like icicles, no, like like long splinter like oh, things okay and they were like needles and they like almost like hurt a little bit so like we had to like get out of this and like we got undercover and then people started to come out because you could like hear them like fall on the ground like little tacks or whatever and then like they as they hit the ground they would like melt and like form jelly and like it was like this translucent like jelly kind of like bubble like things and then it started to crystallize and as it shaped and formed, it started to build a crystal city around us. And like, and then like water, like all, all of like where the concrete was, it would became water. And so I told her about that dream and I kind of linked it with this, the other dream that I was having that I had that, that recent time. And she basically said that it could have been a connection with my past in Atlantis and maybe I've had a past in Atlantis and, um, with that other dream with like um, the, the grays or I don't even know who, who they were, but she said they were probably one of my intergalactic families could be. Then they were doing visiting, maybe my energy centers were really, I was in such a low place at that time. So she said me being probably a very well-connected, you know, intergalactic being, they couldn't let me like fade away. They like came in to kind of like save me. And then I was like, well, like, you know, how often do you think, you know, they've contacted me or anything like that? Like, you know, I've always wanted to kind of like find out more about that. And like, I've done meditations, I've, I've done so many different things, but I have yet to have a similar experience. It was really like no other. And like, you know, I don't know if, you know, they, they watch this, but like, hey, like I'm, I'm around, <laughs> you know? So like, that would be, I would say that after that happened, it was kind of like anything's possible. No more limits. No more looking at everything as what I had been told it was. No more looking at everything in this kind of like, you know, traditional way. All of that had to go because it was interfering with what I knew was happening in my reality. And although all of it was very new, very scary, very not talked about, all I had to do and all that was being told to me is 
the hermit, the hermit. Be, go inside, introspect, introspect, go inside. Go to this class. I took a 10-week metaphysical course at um, the Atlanta Spiritual Living Center. It was over Kabbalah, uh, Hebrew, meta, uh, numerology, um, and divinatory studies, and tarot, and, and alchemy, and planetary astrology. Like, I studied intensively. Every, I mean, it was a great course. And Dr. Will Coleman, I actually have saved all your emails, Dr. Will Coleman, because um, he has he had so many great resources. The Science of Mind by Eris, um, Ernest Holm, um, the Master Key System, like all of these great resources. Um, the Kabbalah by Charles Pons, which is like the framework, like that book drives, like sends me to very ethereal places because it really shows the interworking of the microcosm and the macrocosm on and if you can just even like sit back, like don't even try to think about these concepts and just let them do their job because they're happening without you doing anything or not. Right. And so if you just let them do their thing, that's going to teach you. I like, and, and now I've realized that's why I don't need like the documentaries or anything anymore because like the best teachers are going to be like right when you need them, where you need them. And like, they're going to come to you. And like, now my life is becoming a movie in itself. I want to be, you know, the star in my own kind of journey through life and not give that away to everyone else. Like, this is my time to be here, too, just like anybody else's. I think everybody deserves to have the spotlight on them and for them to be the, their own star in their movie. And I think that's why, like, I'm going into PR and I'm going into I'm studying sociology to kind of relate the two. How do you, like, break down the social systems that tell you your shit, basically, and then rebrand yourself and make yourself a star in a sense in your own life so you don't have you don't need to look up to rihanna or any or any of these other stars you know everybody at the 40th anniversary of snl everybody was there all the big names were there you know and they all had their big million dollar smiles on and it's like we all watch this and it's very sad you know like as i was watching it to me i was i felt like they were making a point that we weren't involved like you know you're just watching you'll never have this right and it's and I'm not going to front. I do want that. And I don't think that we all shouldn't have aspects of that. I think luxury exists because it's nice and we should all want to be feel and be pampered. No one should be exempt to it. But it's all about maintaining, I think, a balance. And so like, like to indulge and overindulge. And I think that like for them and where they are in their lives, and I think all of these people have very well worked hard for what they've done. I don't, I'm not discrediting any of the work that they have done. But I think that like in a certain degree, when you get to that caliber and you kind of are looking up, I don't want to look up anymore. I don't want to be feeling like I can't stand amongst them or anyone at all. Like if, I promise you, I've always said this. If President Obama was to walk in this room right now, I do not care. He, I'm not going to bow to him. I'm not going to, Mr. President, like, I'm going to, I'm not changing for anyone. No, he's, he's an equal, he's another human. Why would, why would I have to do that for this man, no matter what type of power he has? And that's the type of people that, honestly, that's why I don't like a lot of people in a sense as well, because, like, I like people who just are unapolog unapologetically them. And they just, don't, they don't make excuses. Like, when I, even when I do something wrong, I'm not going to give you an excuse. I'm not going to. And if you want an excuse, if you really want that to make you feel better, then I will certainly give it to you. But if it was up to me, if anyone makes a mistake, they know what the hell they're doing. They, they knew what they were doing when they were doing what they were doing. So it's kind of like you can make a choice to be fake about it and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't make all these excuses. Or you can just be like, fuck, I fucked up. Won't happen again. I respect that. That is the type of, if you want to hang around me, if you think like that, you, if you think like that, please, I'd love to have you around because it's just getting thin. Like it's, it's so thin now. Like it's like, 
picking over, you know, the picked over leftover vegetables at the grocery store. It's like, ew, 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 ew. It's like, where, where's the, 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 the good shit, you know, anymore? Like, why, why am I not enjoying not only the good shit in life, but the good people in life? But like, just as, just as much as that all is happening on the outside, it's all happening on the inside. And I'm so very aware of that now. And I think just as I'm changing me, the people are changing, the situations are changing, the luxuries are changing, the, the money's changing. It's, it's all very nice, but it's all work. And I see now that for, for these people to be heavily mediated, and I study mass media and to know what it takes to get up there and, and, and be a part of influence and like social influence and, and, and to take charge, it takes perseverance, it takes integrity, and it takes a, a little bit of, of, of temperance, a little bit of patience. Mm-hmm. Rome, Rome, nothing happens overnight. And I think that that's the thing that fucks people up is because they everyone wants the quick fix. Everybody wants the like, you know, like the lottery ticket or, you know, that, you know, brand new. I remember when I was like doing HGTV, like I want to win a house and like, you know, the, the Hamptons, like things like that. And it's like, wow, what wishful thinking when you could actually be doing something in your everyday life to like get that house if you really wanted it. Totally. I find it uh, it's funny that people like to look up to characters and stories or movies or TV shows or whatever. And the one thing that I see in common with almost everyone that you'd even remotely want to be like is that they're never watching TV. <laughs> they're never sitting watching other people live their life. I'm Honestly, that's brilliant. I never even thought about it in that way. And that's why I, I think that's in a sense why I don't. I, I, I can't sit and watch 50... I want my own 50 Shades of Grey. And yeah. there's a man out there who will get the 50 Shades of Grey when the time comes, you know what I mean? And, like, yeah. I don't need I don't to live that. through, you know, these things and people. Like, it's... Everything comes with time. And if you don't believe that and, you don't... And, like, you, you, you wait for it to come to you, it passes you by. And then you settle and then you end up with someone or something that isn't pleasing you and you and you ask why well like you didn't even like pay attention yeah you even connect with it definitely well then on top of it and if you're ever suffering it all comes from the inside right never find external things to fix that right and i and it's so weird because i keep asking myself like who the hell am i like i fucking live on a couch right now like i am broke i'm in debt i've got so many like like i said i grew up so fast when i've got all of these adult bills and adult responsibilities just in my face and as much as I like even want to say I care about any of it I don't simply because of the fact that like I am just so aware of like it to me now life is process over product I'm not trying to come home and get the gold star I I when I take oh my gosh I'm the worst student like I'm I'm failing by the way I read all my books like all the books that I that I in college I go through every page and you know some you know some pages just like are but like most pages I'm reading and I'm failing my exams right now because they're not good at, like their exams aren't even good at like they their answers are so minimal but I'm like no wait a minute like this isn't even like critical enough for me like my answer is wrong but like I can prove to you how my answer is right like you didn't like talk to me about why my answer would be wrong and like I bet you like I will show you how like 
within this, like I was right. And I've had those conversations with professors. And I think one of the things is like about me is that like, I'm just like that rebel, the inner rebel that like, I won't just like conform to like the way the teacher wants me to learn it and just like sit there and, right. and do that. Like, and just game over like everybody tells me to like, no, like this is my movie. This is my journey too. If I want to read every page and, and fail the test because I want to learn it. And like, we don't even go back in school. You give me a test, I fail. You don't even go back and tell me what I did wrong. So I never learned it. You mm-hmm. don't care about me learning. Don't lie to me. Don't take my money and then spit in my face. Yeah. And that's what's happening to everybody. Not just the college kids who are 20 years old who are supposed to be in debt. All of the fucking parents who are paying for the colleges. All of the politicians who are fucking embezzling off of that tax money that colleges receive. And all these organizations that get it too. Like everybody, no one realizes that everybody is like, no, just because you feel like you have a little bit more than somebody else doesn't mean that no one's suffering. Mm-hmm. Like, and everybody just has a good. It doesn't work like that. And, and like, I haven't heard one person this year, 2015, has, that has, like, even come close to saying anything close to that to me in random in conversation, ever. Anything that I've said so, thus far. No one has even, except for, like, my friends, but, like, honestly, I have initiated the thoughts to them. And there are specific friends, like my friend Mishka, like she, like she's, she's my ally. Like she, we, we study this every day. Like every, we take this so seriously and, you know, call us indigo children. There's so many new age spirit kids. There's all of these names, but like, we don't, we don't even want it. I don't want a name. Like, right. By trying to label something. (laughs) I don't want your names. I don't want your labels. I don't want, I don't want any, I don't want anything of, of, of imagination to be projected onto me. I don't want, that's not what I want. What I want is for everybody to do things beneficial for themselves and other people. All the extras, keep to yourself. Nobody cares. I don't care. You know, like, there's drama going on even in my house right now, and I'm going to let you guys know. Like, I don't care. I mean, you know, like, at the end of the day, like, people are going to do what they want to do. Regardless. Regardless of whether or not they, they spend... An, Minute of time, Mike Brown situation, thinking about what they're going to do, or they spend 15 years thinking about what they're going to do. They're going to do it. And I'm just trying to figure out next, like, I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Because, like, it's very, like, I don't want anybody fucking up, like, my shit. Because I've worked very hard to collect and, and get my ass out there and, and do this research and really study this shit and be proactive in it. And, like, I'm not affiliated with any organization right now and of course like I'm not fucking helping out in missionary camps in Africa no but I am doing I think what's kind of in a way better than all of that it's actually knowing that I want that (laughs) what do the fuck I want like I still I'm still figuring that out to so and like it's it's an ever-changing thing it's the process of it that matters to me most in the end result because today I want a b c d tomorrow I want c k i like, right. who, like it, 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 it's, it's just not, there's so much, it's just not computing these days to me anymore. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I don't know where, where I'm living, but it's just not like, it's not planet earth anymore. This is somewhere else and we need to wake up. Mm-hmm. It's somewhere very different. Well, that's, that's a good transition. So let's, let's move into present and uh, lead. Cause you, you touched on uh, school that mm-hmm. you're in right now, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, can this so- all stay? Yeah, <laughs> but but that's that's a, a very real issue. You bring up lots of good points. So mm-hmm. let's let's talk about where you're at right now and what things like issues with school you're dealing with. Keep going down. That I way. have okay with well, school. I have like this love hate relationship with it 
because I genuinely am one of those people that love to learn. I love to be engaged in, in the pathways of knowledge. I just think it's just like the bomb. And then like, I also like, I also want to do well, but I also, but not to like the standards that someone else wants me to do with. And, and, and like, it's just, school should be so much more ambiguous to me. It's just too, it's for me, it's too structured. Like when you give me time and space to think about it, like that 10 week course, like when I wasn't getting the grade and I was just learning this shit, it was, it was, I was passionate about it. And it was just like about, like I paid for that class myself. Like I took the time, like I was in school. I was already taking like 18 credit hours, working two jobs and took that class additionally on top of all of that. That's how passionate I was about it. Mm -hmm. And like, that's to me is the type of learning that regardless of what I'm studying, that's what it should be about. And it was like, $125 per class and I'm paying thousands of dollars to school to be dissatisfied and it's such a tough decision like most like I got a test today I got a 68 on that shit and I'm just like ask me over the chapter I know what the hell happened today there's nothing that you can't ask me that I wouldn't know because I read it and I know that I did but for whatever reason my expectations of myself to really know this shit and their expectations of what I need to know it's just not I, I don't know why but it's just not working it's not working at all. And I've like, when I started college at 18, I was doing so well. I was like, it was almost a breeze. I skipped every class yet somehow I made. And of course, everyone says that like, you know, as you go, you know, up into your course, as it gets more difficult. No, like what's difficult? Like you just do it, yeah. sit down, read it and like chop it up and do it. But now I think the difficulty is not in the learning process. I'm learning the material. It's about the passing part. It's like, I can't pass. And I'm like, well, what the hell does passing mean if I don't know what I'm doing? You know, like, right. what is the certificate? What do I have to, why do I have to prove myself in that way to you? Like, what is, what am I really gaining by proving your standards? You're getting a piece of paper. And so, like, I have been reading, like, a lot of, like, the Business Insider and, like, all of these, you know, people who, you know, took a leap of faith. You know, they dropped out of school and they did this and this, you know. Even, like, Kanye West, for example, he's, like, you know, so controversial and, like, you know, a lot of different things, you know. But I think his story in itself of how, like, he, he had, you know, his family's like, you know, you stay in school. Like, you're in college. You're doing really well. You're on track. Like, don't fuck it up. And he's, like, secretly, like, fuck y'all. Like, I don't care. Like, I... I want to do my music. It's what makes me happy. And he did it. He made it and he made it work for him. And, it, and, and he stuck to his guns and he was integral about it. And like that type of thing to me is a attractive. I want to be that. I think it's attractive. I want to be, and I want someone else to, to, to be that way too. So it's like, now I'm just wondering, like I have like literally till the end of April and then I'm finished with the semester, and then I have nine more credit hours to take during the summer, and then I would have graduated. And I cannot believe that I'm at the end of this crossroad right now, and I'm even questioning about leaving when I'm so close. But like, I'm, I don't know if I'm just, that's the rebel in me, and I'm just like, yes. you know, it's such a thing that like, it, every, I've gotten so much advice about it from so many different ways and so many, from. Call, I'm talking about, I, I went to a bar one day and talked to um, this guy, um, he, I, I'm so sorry, I can't remember his name, but he was so nice, we had dinner together, and he basically, he, what did he do, um, Notre Dame, he was the graduate uh, advisor for the Notre Dame campus, and I was like, oh my gosh, like, tell me, like, give me the scoop, like, I'm about to finish my undergrad, like, I'm gonna be a graduate student, like, how can I do this, and he told me all of these things about, like, what you can do, 
And the most, but I was like, you know, but what should I do like after school? Like, should I just go straight to my degree? And he was like, no. And he was like, honestly, like I would tell even like people to hold, like he's, he would hold off doing college both like not right out of high school. And he would also hold off doing grad school right out of college. He said, you need like, right. You need like, like experience. And- yeah. You need like things. And like between that, he's like, because even if like you go through grad school, he's like, when you go down the real world, he was like, you rush the process and you don't even know what you're doing. And that's what these kids, these, these kids aren't producing good work anymore. And they're half asking because like, okay, you got the hundred on the test, but do you know what you're doing? Seriously. Can you use your intelligence? And then I'm sitting here failing and I'm like, but wait a minute. I know for a fact, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm like, mm-hmm. I, not to my own horror, but goddamn, like, I know how to read. And it's like, it's like, I just, I'm, I'm trying to figure out like what has changed with that. How is it that I was doing so well and it was so not that difficult to even think about it in that way. And now like, I just want to like break off. Like, regardless of how close I am, I don't even, like, it doesn't even matter to me anymore because it's, like, I, I don't need anybody's acclimates. I don't need, I don't, I don't need any, I don't need anybody to validate me. Not For a single sure. person. Not, and I know credibility is so essential. Expertise, specialization is so essential. Certification is so essential in, the, you know, this, this world that we live in. But, like, my intuition will take that degree and shred it in your face. Bet right. you. <laughs> Bet you. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's funny because when you're when you're growing up, from the moment you're born, people are always trying to educate you on stuff and to um, teach you about all the things that didn't work out in their life. Yeah, and it's so funny to me looking back because I'm like, but what applied to you at that time when I was five only applied in that point in time and mm-hmm. I'm not in that point in time. So the advice is completely useless because things have changed. Yeah. Meanwhile, you've made this more difficult for me as an adult. I have to go back and <laughs> figure out this stuff. That's exactly what I was talking about in yoga today. And in addition, I had this dream. This is another significant moment, a very recent moment. Cause I think it's so lame and weird. Cause like when I was younger during, okay. So I went through a lot of like phases as a, as a child and I'm still going through my phases, but like my, I had this, phase when I would stay at my grandma's house during the summer when I was like maybe like you know eight or nine and I would read and I would read the encyclopedia because I just like I just like thought that if I knew a lot of words then people would think I was cool and then um I wanted to be a paleontologist so I had my Barney that I still had when I was like nine and then I had like this book on like you know like how do you like brush off the bones and all that stuff and I had this dream the other, like maybe two or three nights ago about dinosaurs and literally like my life was Jurassic Park. Like, <laughs> like imagine as if everything we're having this podcast right now, we could be in like a Tyrannosaurus Rex just like comes behind you, like takes you away. And like, that was what my dream was. <laughs> and it was so realistic to the point where like, I watched like my brother get snatched up by like one of those like flying things. And like, it was like that like type of thing. Like everybody run for your lives. <laughs> and, like, and like, I looked it up on like dream moons and I, and I kind of like did some research. I'm like, why the hell? Like I knew dinosaurs were important because they stemmed from my childhood. So I could immediately recognize with that. But then like, it said that like dinosaurs symbolized like very prehistoric and outdated ways of thinking about things. And then like, you know, to have these dinosaurs in my dream was kind of like chaotic and like taking people and taking things, you know, away. It was like all of these, not to say I'm trying to take my brother away. I don't think that's the point of, of that, but like, just to say like, there are things that I'm holding on to that like 
are very outdated and that the the dinosaur within me is trying to devour the, the prehistoric nature that I'm the primal self, the self that's underdeveloped and that doesn't need doesn't serve much of a purpose anymore. Just like a reptile brain. Yeah. Body. Oh, very reptilian. They know who they are. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, very um reptilian. So actually when I was talking with my roommate today and I said like the reptilians, and I was like, I'm not afraid to say it, and like, <laughs> I'm not afraid to say it, like, I just meant the same <laughs> brain, but, we'll yeah, but no, I'm saying that I, earlier, like, even I was like, oh my gosh, like, the, the reptilian way of thinking, like, oh my gosh, it's like, I, it just made sense to me, it all linked in, like, even mm-hmm. the ideas of some of those, the principles that are behind that very patriarchal society dominated male muscular man macho everyone destroy all things type of thing and so like i immediately like it's so weird how like now like i have a dream and i'll remember it and i'll be able to analyze it take it with me put it in my back pocket and work on it and keep it fucking moving and i have to stress about it because mm-hmm. people have i think of people who have like night terrors i can imagine having a, a terrible dream it's fucked me up i wake up like some of my dreams do and then like i have no idea how to apply it to anything, and I'm just lost with it. And it's just like, and then you have it repetitively. Like, those things cause more anxiety within your your psyche. Your conscious, our conscious mind, I like to think of it as like the front brain, not like the left brain, right brain, the front brain and the back brain. The front brain, to me, is like the part that's like, I'm talking to you, I'm here, I'm all, I'm engaged in here. But like, Becky, back here, <laughs> there's like this guy, and he's like, hey, like, I got your back. Like, don't worry. Like, I'm going to filter this out the best that I can. Just, like, be careful type of thing. Like, watch where you put, keep your head okay. light on type of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, headlight, taillight. And, like, I have been, like, kind of training my mind to move as a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Even when I am still, it's moving. It's going somewhere. It's projecting itself. It's on a path. It's on a road. Right. I can make go left. I can go right. I can back up. I can do whatever I need to do on this road in my life, in my mind. But you're driving. But I'm driving, and I'm not letting anybody... Because that's when it gets dangerous. Mm-hmm. When when other people are driving for you. And mm-hmm. you have, you know, a bunch of people who are thinking and, and impressioning you and, and influencing you for... Sometimes it is for your benefit. Sometimes people genuinely are interested in helping you. But sometimes, like, what worked for you doesn't work for the person next to you. You know? Right. That's what I kind of, like, I always say, well, you know, why don't I become a motivational speaker and go around and talk to people and help people and, like, create a program and all that shit? And I'm like, well, like... I can help a lot of people, yes. But, like, I want to focus more on, like, how someone can create their own thing. Because, like, even though it works for me, and you can get close, but, like, you'll ne- we will never actually, like, have that same methodology. Right. There's no way. So that's an, uh, that's an unrealistic expectation that we all try to meet. We all try to marginalize and, and standardize and say that, well, if someone got close enough, then everybody try to get to this. And if you can't, then, like, work harder, you know. Yeah, too it's, bad. It's your fault because you didn't do this or that and derp, 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 And it's so, and like, that's not how I, like, I, I used to do that. I used to be so critical and so hard on myself. And I don't think that there's, please be critical on yourself, people. Please be, you know, willing to, to ask the big questions, confront the things and the people and the situations in your life that are, are, you know, some of which you're tired of, some of which you have to make an apology Mm-hmm. Some of which, you know, you have to show concern for. Some of which you've got to get off your ass for. Like, or tell that person that you love them. 
and that you mean it. And like, no matter what was said the day before, like you still love them. Like those are that those things are so much more important to me than like trying to help people like find themselves, brand themselves, get a new Maserati. Like some guy that he was in his garage. Have you seen that? Like it's, it was on YouTube. And oh it was, like, yeah. This it's like guy. commercial like yourself. And I'm like, I have a Ferrari. Yeah. yeah. Like I don't give a fuck. Like get off my screen. And, but I, you know what? I watched his thing and he had a lot of things. He said something about mentors. He, he, he said something that stuck with me and that I have been praying to the universe to bring me a mentor. I really think that sometimes when you have an influence in your life that's able to, they don't necessarily force you to do anything, but they guide you. It's like the strength card, the turret card strength where like you have this, you know, this, this pure woman who's of, of very high state and, and very like powerful. And she's like the white witch, so to speak. And she's holding this light and she's opening its mouth, but she's not like, there's no struggle. She's directing this lion. She's not even forcing it. He's willing to do it because she knows how it needs to be done. Right. Type of thing. And so, like, I don't mind someone showing me, like, you know, the practical, like, like legalities and documentation and certain regulation that you have to follow to in, in order to establish a foundation. Mm-hmm. But as far as, like, no one's going to interfere with my vision because, like, at the end of the day, like, that's 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 your life that's your livelihood you're you're giving away your livelihood even even if that person has the best intentions for you i still feel like in a sense you're giving away the essence at which you're living for you're not living for them to tell you how to do it you're living for yourself to figure it out and you can be influenced but don't let them do it for you i don't want anyone to do anything for me because you have to live with the consequences not them right if i fuck up like they and they and they told me to do it and i didn't do it right for example I have no one to blame but me because I'm the one who listened and did it and they, and they didn't do it. I did it. Yeah. And it's like you were, and then like you're caught red handed and like everybody's looking at you like, oh my gosh. And you're like, well, I was just like following what this guy says because you know, he knows what he's talking about, but like, maybe they don't, maybe they don't. Oh, Barry Brandon, honey. He said it. He was like, um, and if I'd agree with you, maybe we both be wrong. <laughs> he said that the other day on, on Facebook and I was like hell yeah I like maybe that. if I did agree with you then we'd both fucking be wrong so you know what I'm just gonna I'm just gonna do what I, I gotta do like mm-hmm. and you and like you can do whatever but like and I think that's the that's another thing like people don't know how to like not make things like per- take things personal and even right. sometimes myself included where like if you say no or if you reject an offer or you get rejected or you know there's some kind of inconsistency in like the way that you are communicating there's a lot of like hard feelings that's like, and, and it's, it's just like icy and friction and, and it's like you yeah. feel chafed almost and it's uncomfortable. Well, it's so silly when people like, I've noticed this where I'll, I'll talk to people and offer them something and they'll be like, yeah, totally. And no follow through because they don't really <laughs> want to do it and they're not being honest and that's wasting my time. And now I'm like, whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause I have to let it go. I can't hold on to that. Yeah. But it sucks. See, that's the thing. Like we all, we like, it sucks that you have to say, well, there's nothing I can do, but like, you shouldn't even have to like do that. Like I, I find myself saying, hearing, I'm sorry so much more often than I'm hearing, you know, you're welcome. Mm-hmm. And it's, it, it, <laughs> it, it's like, I, I know for me, I'm not, no one's perfect. Like no one is. And I, and I understand that, but like, there are so many things within reach. <laughs> There's so many things in your day that you could have done to make sure that if you said you were going to do something, you were going to do it. And that's why I meant, like, why, like, people are going to do what they're going to do. 
regardless of how much money is on the table. Like, they're going to do it. Mm -hmm. And I keep asking myself, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? What are you going to do? And it's just echoing. It's just echoing out into space. And I'm just, like, waiting to, like, hear something back right now because it's just very, like... It's so far. I'm I'm so far reaching right now. I'm like in Pluto, like off by Pluto somewhere. And like, I think it's, it's, I'm so far on this. It's like the, the earth is seeming so distant now. Yeah. You might as well call it something else. Cause on Pluto, earth is not earth on your, on it's, a, it's the pale blue dot. It's the pale. Yes. And, and if that's the case, then why are we even calling this earth? What is this place? <laughs> Somebody tell me, like, there's so many things that I'm just like, why don't we, we say that we don't know, but like, do we know? Or are we just like hiding it and like avoiding the whole thing, the whole situation? Uh, yeah. No, nobody knows anything. They only think they know. <laughs> only a fool is confident that they know something. And I don't know a damn thing, man. I'm just trying to like, <laughs> I'm just trying to pay my bills, pay my taxes, Try to try to like keep a light buzz here and there and get my party on and learn as much as I can so I keep, so that hopefully at the end of the day and I look back at my life I don't say wow I, I, I fucked that up <laughs> really and sometimes you just have to simplify it some in the most basic ways because like the more you try to like shift things I, and I sometimes marvel at how people like fall so easily into roles how they fall so easily into like you know the things that they like to do and like their careers and things. I'm like, wow, like they settled so nicely into that position, but like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I don't know if I want to bend over or if I want to, I don't know if I want to, want to give it. Like, I don't, I, is that dirty? Like, is that, is that wrong with me? I don't know. I don't know. Like what I fucking want right now. Just got to keep trying stuff and see what works, right? Yeah. (laughs) I mean, my mind is in the worst places right now. I'm such. <laughs> it's all good. Fact number. Oh my gosh. And by the way, um, I want to say this because I feel like it needs to be said. I'm so like over this kind of like everybody caught up in their like inhibitions and this whole like this very like sovereign like way that people are like governing their bodies and their sexuality and the way that like do things in their personal intimate lives. And I'm like, I just want to say like, boo, do you, if you want to suck a dick, suck, like, I, like, I don't, I want to say everything so profane. I, I just want to say, like, I want to, I, I hope that maybe one day I know I'm going to say this. So I make it happen that like, I have like some kind of like vlog thing where I just, t- I want to talk about the dirty shit, the shit that like everybody talks about and whispers about like i'm sick of whispering it's so like i get it it's like kind of like drama like oh but did you know but gossip can be so dangerous and so why not if we're gonna and if we're gonna be dangerous oh my gosh this is another thing if we're if we're gonna do bad shit let's do the best bad shit you know what i mean make it worth it make it worth it if you're gonna gossip about that bitch, make it worth it. Like when I was when I was in high school and middle school, like I was I have changed so much. I was not the nicest person either. Like the, like I have had so many ways by myself. I don't wanna make sound like a saying. I was I have I was a liar, I was a little lying little boy, I steal shit, I, I like was I, I don't wanna say bitch, but like I had a very like just condescending attitude about like how people were going to treat me and so in return like I just didn't I used that as a defense mechanism I didn't treat people very very well just to to 
I knew I was such a target, such a vulnerable, like my, you know, my socioeconomic and racial class and background and everything about me was just like, so like, you know, when you're gay, you're black, you're young and, and you're trying to do well for yourself. Literally, our whole culture has like been socialized to like eliminate that. <laughs> Yeah, like, sadly, that. yeah, like a lemon. I'm like, I'm like a red fucking target, like sign right now, and like everybody's just, everyone's waiting to like that new law. I just found a new law passed that anybody and everybody can just have a gun, like just whatever now. And like I'm just like y'all, like what the fuck do y'all really want? Like now when I'm really starting to ask, like what do you want? Like you bought that gun. What do you want? Like what yeah. do you want to happen with that gun? Like do you want to shoot somebody with that? Like are you at like why would like I? It... Most people don't <laughs> even have the slightest clue what it is to kill somebody and live with that. To intentionally do that. I don't... I think about it like... I grew up on a farm. I'm so used to guns. Like, we mm-hmm. had tons of them. Whatever. But the idea of a handgun, especially in the city, that is not intended for anything but killing people. You're not going to go shoot rabbits. Don't don't kill yourself. <laughs> and it's like we're fooling ourselves. It's like... Well, I'm not fooling myself. I'm not... See, I'm not putting myself in this shit anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't feel personally responsible for everybody's, like, own, men, you know, chaos and, like, inability to see the truth. Like, because just as much as it's a collective thing, it is just as much as my individual journey. So, like, no, I do not have to pretend, like, I don't know what's going on just because you don't know what's going on. No. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to keep quiet and, and act like nothing's wrong, you know, when I'm in the room with you and, like, you're, you know, you've got that thing about you and you want to say something. Like, I'm going to speak up. I'm going to say something. And, like, this applies to everybody. And I'm a communications major, so, like, I'm not going to come disrespectful. Like, I know tact and class and how to approach people in different ways. I'm actually very, quite skilled at that. But just know that, like, just because I know how to go about it doesn't mean that I won't do it. Right. I won't get to the, the core of it. And I'm, I'm so not afraid of doing that with anybody. And I, as long as the environment's right, like, am I going to come in some shit? Like, you know, some people will be like, you know, get in that, that that deep, like, let's pull, you know, the Russian, like, let's get, the, you know, the guns out and let's see. Like, I'm not trying to take it there with you. I'm not even going to engage with all of the, you know, aggression and all of that. But am I willing to have, like, an open dialogue? And am I open to agree to disagree? And am I also open to disagree or agree? Hell yeah. Whatever I want Mm-hmm. will be if that's the way I want to feel about it and like the only thing you can do is try your best and I do try my very best to understand everyone as empathetically as I can totally. and I think that's why most things normally work out especially if it's a very mutual thing but you start to find that when you're trying to work on that you see who's not trying to work on it so mm-hmm. let's dive into that because communications I feel like is a huge thing that a lot of people might be just struggling with the ability to communicate. And uh, one of the principles that I've come across that I really like mm-hmm. is the idea of you have to first understand before you try and be understood. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people go the other way around. Mm-hmm. So from a communications background, what do you notice in the way people do communicate? And then, like, what have you learned? Um, we've been... We were not held... Okay, so I do believe that certain standards should be held up. One thing is because we all have mouths and we all talk and it's a mandatory, it's almost like a set law that we all are going to talk. We all agree that in some way or form we're going to have to do that. Mm-hmm. Everyone should at least know the same language or be able to like understand like the same words and so to speak. Same basic anyway, knowledge. It's the same basic knowledge. Let's just start with that. Mm-hmm. I think that's key. And I think another thing that is key is I don't think that it, an understanding is also necessarily 
was made. Because some things, like I said, like some things have a time and a process and a thing. So you may say something one day and you, like when you get it out, you may say it and that person may hate you in that moment. They may not see anything. You may not be friends at the end of it. You may sacrifice the whole thing about it. But if you know, you need to say it. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be communicated. And even if you don't know how, try. Mm-hmm. I think that the worst thing that people don't do is not communicate. I, I, I encourage all forms of communication as long as they are of civility. And they don't become that aggressive. They don't get violent. Mm-hmm. You know, there's nothing. I was on when I was in the seventh grade. I was on the debate team. Like, I have no problem with getting in a good, like, and I have no problem with being wrong at all. Mm-hmm. Like, even, like, you, even, we've had conversations when we were going hiking, and, like, we had conversations, and, like, there were things that, like, I had perceived that I thought, and you've changed my perspective, and I will say that it's, it's very difficult to do that, because I'm one of those people that I really do my research, but, like, it, not, I trusted you because I trust myself to know that when something comes in and it gives that discord, that signal, I need to look into it. Gotcha. And so, like, your influence helps me validate it in a way, and helps me remember and wake up, because... At the end of the day, another thing about communication is that, like, we all, to me, there is this such thing, and I know, uh, who, I don't know, Carl Jung, did he do it? The collective unconscious mind? His, his studies in the dream interpretations, like, the Red Book, I've been reading it, this book, Carl Jung, he's, <laughs> oh, like, one of the best. The, the great, the great. And seriously, like, the, the whole idea that there is this mass amount of like collective stored information that everyone filters to and everyone has access to Mm -hmm. that should have been the core basis of how we were socialized to think about communication that so so elaborate on that so like everything should have been in in the beginning like when i was if i was to learn how to 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 talk when i was a child i'm taught the world words i'm taught the symbols i'm taught everything but i'm also taught that things are not so finite that because everything lives ambiguously in this cloud one day. And sometimes this might mean one thing. We all kind of have that general knowledge, but it's not reinforced in a way that we are able to use it as a tool for communication. So it's like, we are not fully communicating. It's like half ass type of shit. Mm -hmm. It's like the slang too is another big thing that kind of like, if you try to use other words ambiguously to interpret something else, you lose the de- you lose the core of it, and then the next thing you know, it could be anything. That's why bitch could be anything. Right. You, know, you could be that bitch. You could be that bitch. Like you could be so many of those things because like it's not set, and so then there can be miscommunication. Right. So it could like be, that's bad, yo. Or it could be that's. Bad. And like I studied Hebrew. I took Hebrew for um, one year um, at Kennesaw this past um, spring and fall. That just happened. And do not ask me to do it because God only knows that one year of like basic level classes is not enough to learn that. But I studied it because every Hebrew word means something precise. And I'm not just talking about even the modern Hebrew. I'm talking about especially like the biblical Hebrew and the, the original script. Like it, Dalit, door. Like every, every letter has a number and a set animal and a set like element and like it has set finite things so that when you're talking about it people know exactly what you're talking about there's no confusion there is no confusion everything is so like too ambiguous we're going too far out sometimes with the way that we go about language today 
So then you have this, this weird language that we're all helping create together and it's not quite there. And then you have people not actively listening and not actively participating in the conversation. And some are doing some of it, but it's not both of them to the fullest degree to make one just whole piece. So you have these segmented things that are just the core basic, the, the, the way we identify with, with our symbols and our language, and then also the way that we are throwing it, like Pong, the way that we send it to one another. So then, of course, you add in things like emotion gets in the way. Then you add in time, you add in text messaging, you add in like, you know, Instagram and visuals. And so like, All our, now our communications is just like, and this like, now it's a big web. The web has gotten a as society has gotten bigger, the web. Well, the internet. The, yeah, the internet has gotten bigger. Mm-hmm. And now I think that we are at, at a, a shift. We're at a very critical time to where we, if, if we wanted to, we can really shift the way that we look at how we are communicating ideas mm-hmm. and how we are, are fundamentalizing core issues. Because I think when, you know, right now, you know, gay marriage and you know gender and sexuality and all of these things are a lot of a part of like society and they're like these big you know taboo topics but it's only taboo because everything's so ambiguous no one's really defining gender no one's really defining gay like that it's like are you gay sometimes or are you only gay in the locker room or are you only gay with me on saturdays or are you only gay with me you know because i'm black or like it's it's so like right but like that also brings me the question well like Communication, well, like you have to define something, but it's it's become so hard. Like, do we even communicate anymore? Yeah, or is everyone just talking at each other? And so, like, I'm not down to talk anymore. I'm down to feel. I feel so much as much as I do talk, and I like to talk, and I talk a lot. And if you haven't noticed, it, this is how it how it is with me. But um, I'd rather not talk. I'd rather feel it out. I've 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 felt things so much greater than the words that have ever come out of anybody's mouth. Totally. Well, because <laughs> experience and feeling is a language itself, just like math and words and everything. Another else. thing that just like got swept under the rug with the history books and everything that's else. That's not real. That... Only words are real. My words. <laughs> and everyone, and that's what I'm thinking. And that's why to me, everyone's like faking it because everyone knows this. There's not, that's a part of language. It's a part of communication. Everyone talks about it. It's, it's in dialogue. But yeah, no but one's talking about it with solutions. Like I'm saying, like you have these tests and shit in class and you're telling me, okay, you're telling me global warming's an issue. You're telling me, you know, we're killing the manatees. You're telling me all these things, but you're not telling me an everyday practical use that I could do in my life that will help. None of my classes have done that. I have sat in these lecture classes and you put your hand up and you're like, okay, well, like I can recycle, but what else can I do? And they don't have a damn clue. So what is the point of me sitting here listening to all of this and you're telling me that it's bad? You're just planting a seed. You're planting a seed and telling me the world's horrible, the world's doing this. So it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy, but then you're not even telling me how to help myself. So you're making me the victim and then not giving me the tools. But like, that's why that's why I struggle with school. Am I going to continue to allow that? Am I going to continue to allow being planted with these ideas and like have these solutions so far off? Or do I take the journey to go through and kind of figure it out. It's kind of like, well, if I'm going to do that, I'm going to do it in the best way. Fuck your school and your, and your curriculum and your rules. Like, if, if this is how it's going to be, if it's going to be difficult anyway, I might as well make it the most difficult and get the most out of it and, and not waste your time and not waste mine either. Mm-hmm. And not waste money. Gosh, we're all just wasting I'm, so much money right. on, communi- on communication. 
we we spend all this money to try to talk about this shit, but nothing's happening. So let's stop talking. I would love for everybody to shut up. <laughs> shut everybody. No, and, and not even like in like you need to shut up. Just see what happens. Just try being. See what happens if you go through your day and you don't say anything to anybody. What do you feel with that coworker that you that you hate? Don't talk to them. Just pass by them. And don't say anything. Both of you. Mm-hmm. I bet you you'd be quite surprised at what comes about. Do you really hate them? Like you tell your friends and you, and you, you know, go around and you spread shit about them and you say things. Is that how you really feel when there's nothing, none of that extra shit is there and you're just passing it? No communication. And we do things like that with people on the street and everything every day, but it's the dialogue of the mind also that gets in the way. That's another thing that like, I mean, but like in order for you to even effectively communicate not on the outside, there's certain systems, the internal system, the external system, the framework of the system itself, and then also the laws and the policies that go behind that. Because if we're going to be a society, this is how it's going to be. If things change with the way that we do that, the laws have got to change too, and the laws are the things that are not changing. I think communication's changing and everything's happening on its own technology. Everything's going smoothly. But the mm-hmm. only thing that's not keeping up to speed with this is the laws. And that's because some people don't want these laws to go out the door because if they go out, they lose. But no one, or at least the way I like to see it, no one's going to lose if like people, everybody has more because everybody has more than people will want to get more and they'll start producing more. Like, come on now. It's like, it's basic economics. And like, I don't want to call myself a Marxist because that's very taboo and controversial. But I think that, Damn, what a brilliant man to say that, like, our economy could collapse simply by you have the labor class and you have the, you know, you know this this high capitalist class and and you work every day to the bone to get what they have and you just give them more of what they have and you never get what they have. And then, like, if you get tired and weak, then you're either stepped on by your neighbor or, in fact, you're you if everybody gets tired and, you, and we're all stepping in each other then the system itself will fail and everybody loses because now you're no one's producing they're not getting the benefits and now you're not even getting any of the ones that you were at least you know were, you know had the access to that they gave you the access to meanwhile we're destroying the planet and everything else so <laughs> tell me that man wasn't saying shit people who like want to get any see that's the thing like people who want to dwell further more further into it you're missing the fucking point the yeah. point is is that at the end of the day in order for things to change, the people who run the shit have to change. Yeah. Not even just like the everyday civilians, but like, who cares if I'm getting my life together if the people at the top who make the rules for me to live by aren't? Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean shit to me. So no, I'm not going to like go above and beyond right now, especially if like they're not going the heart and the paint for me, especially when they have... If I hear one more billion person going to, you know, they're having a billion dollars now, you know, I've got all of these things. I'm like, damn, like, wow. That's why I'd be like, so you're going to have all that money. You're going to watch everybody just like sit around hoping and waiting for just one shot, one shot, not even the money, one shot to open a door so they can work for it. Because I don't want anybody to give anything to me. I don't want to. My, some of my friends have sugar daddies or I've had them and like all of these things or like college funds and like as much as those things would be great. What a great like package to open up. Or at least easy. Or at least easy. I think that at the end of the day, like everything that glitters isn't gold. Mm. And it's about time that like 
we take the spotlight off of the thing so we can really see them for what they are outside of the light. Are they still shimmering at the end of the day? Is your, does your light still shine in the darkness? That's, that's, some, that's like kind of poetic, but like it's kind of like some real shit. Like, are you able to still produce light and matter from yourself even when in the coldest and darkest times of your life? That, that's, that's self-mastery. That's discipline. That's focus. That's, that's enlightenment to me. It's like, are you able to be self-starting rather than needing something external to get you in some mood or whatever? Yeah, I don't like, as much as I'd like to say I want, I want so many things. Like, I have so many wants. And there's, like, I, you know, there's nothing wrong with wanting those things, but I want them for the right reasons. We don't want to need them. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't want to need them, and I, and I want them because, I, A, I feel like I've worked for them and I deserve them, and that that it's it, it was it was me i like i had it i had a, a hand in my own shit and i didn't just like let anybody like tell me where i was going to be even if it was the best opportunity in the world like thank you i, I would have you know I, handouts are cool from now and again but like i don't know there's something to me about like you know you making what you've got the most that it is and i've like i've seen too many times especially in media where people transform their lives and everybody wants to be them and they see them and they, you know, you ask and they, people have seminars, but like you can have as many seminars. I could talk about this all day long if I want to, but until anyone does anything about it, until you do it or, or like, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. So like, I'm like done talking. I don't want to talk. I don't like, I want to like, do or feel it so I can. So, cause if I feel it, then you, you're going to do it if you feel it. Yeah. Well, it's the thing. Uh, people think that you use your mind, but if your heart's where your emotions come from, nothing really happens without emotion. No one gets, no one hates anybody without feeling emotion. No one loves without emotion. No one's like passionate without emotion. Yeah. And like, I know that like, I was talking, I met, you know, this couple um, out in East Atlanta and um, they're both go to Georgia Tech and I was talking to them a lot of, about a lot of these concepts and just my philosophy and things. And one of the guys is just not convinced, you know, like, mm-hmm. and like, I'm taking a persuasion course, and so I get it. Like, I don't, I'm not in it for the persuasion. I'm not trying to, like, convince anything. I'm not trying to get you to, you know, go follow your savior. I'm not, like, I don't, I don't care because, like, <laughs> that's all for you to experience. I, I have no real big, big part in that. That should be your moment to do all of that. But, like, as I was talking to him, I was, I was very aware of how, like, I didn't want all of the concepts that I was saying to, like, get confused. Like, I, don't, I didn't want to contradict myself. I, wanted, I want to be very clear that, like, Everything that I say is not finite. It's just all of a process of, a process of an interworking system and they work and sometimes the, it fits very well and sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes racism fits. <laughs> it's there and it's real. And sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes sexism is very real and abuse and, and dominance and, 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 and misogyny is very real. Mm-hmm. And... It exists, but it also, in a sense, doesn't exist. It, I, the ambiguity of life is just is starting to fade because now it's just about what's happening. It's not about what could happen. It's not what should happen. It's just about what's going on right now. Totally. And that's another thing. I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I really don't think anybody does. Uh, Terrence McKenna said that... Uh, it would be nice if we had conspiracies, like everyone thinks there's conspiracy theories. Mm-hmm. But the truth is, the higher and higher you go in the social hierarchy, 
you realize there's fewer and fewer people and nobody's minding the store. It's mm-hmm. th- that that's the real truth is that it's just chaos up there. Mm-hmm. And everyone thinks there's a plan because that feels better, even if it's a bad plan, mm-hmm. than no plan. Yeah, and I, like, I, for myself, I keep battling between, like, if I want to be, like, the star. Like, do I want to take the background and, and help people and, like, make their dreams come true and have that be my life purpose where I do want to I want, live out my dreams and do what I can for others when I can type of thing. Because I think just as much as, like, I, be, I, I believe that influence can be such a beneficial thing. It just has to be strategic. Mm-hmm. You can't just throw messages out for people to just, like, take it. Everyone, and, like, now these media companies are getting so strategic. And I could work for these companies. I could go in there and, and come up with some, you know, dope strategic things to get people to just buy and scam in. But, like, that's just something I, I'm just not interested in. And, and it's a and, that's like being out of the market. <laughs> like almost, it's like you're not interested in doing that. You're not talking money, right? So, but like, I want to talk money though. Like, let's talk money because like once I get the money, when I get the money, like it's don't let me get a hand in it. Because <laughs> if you think for a second, if I had the resources, that some shit wouldn't be popping off right now. Like it, it wouldn't even be a thing. And like, um, I would share, but like, I really, um, I've been told many times by different gods in my life to just keep keep your plans like to yourself not everyone has to know everything not everyone has to know what you're doing not everyone has to be involved Mm -hmm. when you need help ask of course but some things you've just got to just wait water it let it nurture some things are just longer processes than others and if sat out sat out too maturely or you know in the sun it may dry out you know or or you know Oh, too overwatered, it may, you know, ruin it as well. Like, you've got to find a way to keep the balance for your project or whatever you want and and keep it going. So, like, I've, instead of, like, trying to work for one specific goal, I'm, like, I'm merging. I'm merging my life into one piece so that I can have one, like, big, like, like thing. Maybe a book, perhaps a book. Mm-hmm. But, like, one, like, kind of thing that I can, like, not only share, but then, like, I can use that to, like, I want my own dreams. Like, and myself, I'm an artist. I love to sing. I love to write. Like, tonight, I'm going to record. And, like, my brother, he's a producer. And, like, my other brother, he makes beats and creates. And, like, I, I live in, in, in just as much as I live in this, you know, very metaphysical, very logical, very, in a way, sometimes I, like, think of it as a po- po- polit- in politics. But, like, I don't. I'm going to, what I would like to do is use politics. I don't want to be in politics. I want to use it because it's just a tool. Yeah. So like people who are in politics, like (laughs) to me, you're just being, you're being used by the politics. I don't want to be used by it. I want to use it for my own benefit, you know, and and the benefit of others and and the like. But yeah, like I like, I need that foundation, need that core thing that I'm building up so that like once I have that and it's kind of, residual and it's revenating itself and it's got the gears going and then I can have that motor kind of running and then like start kind of like get in that car I really want to get it's not even my it's not in the car anymore like I'm like swear I'm in like some kind of like Merkaba like energy like thing where I'm just like posted up like stiff or something <laughs> like, a vessel of sorts yes yeah, so very much so a vessel of sorts because 
car i'm I, i've had cars i'm gonna currently continue to have cars and they're bad for the environment and they're bad i don't want a car anymore why are we still using cars why are we not teleporting oh it can't happen why not tell me that where what are you limiting yourself to so what can happen why are we not trying to figure it out yeah well let's let's pull that back into uh, that same concept mm -hmm. with uh <laughs> the our, our original topics of like maybe let's let's just go local let's go atlanta mm -hmm. so let's look at atlanta and say what are the issues and then using that concept of where are the limitations mm -hmm. what are the issues that you notice in atlanta that are being limited by ridiculous things or things that don't make sense Atlanta's got a long way to go. Um, but Atlanta has all the potential in the world. Mm -hmm. And I think that we have deep... I call this the new Atlantis. I think that I'm back home. I think if I was ever in Atlantis, I'm definitely there again. Um, and I think that's why my dreams kind of speak for themselves in that way. Because there is something very unique about the youth here. And I think that the limitation is within not only the restrictions that historically have taken place here... Uh, socially that have taken place here um and just like america like gosh like whoa that in itself is just like we're 50 states like think about that <laughs> 50 of them like why <laughs> but anyway so like you have like atlanta and all of those restrictions in itself so like if you're already subjected to all the bullshit of that and then like atlanta doesn't see its potential and it's those blockages that are really impeding and limiting, I think what's so precious here, the gems, the youth. Like the youth to really like, and I mean, and I don't mean like youth and age. Like, you know, you can be 58 and be youthful yeah. and, be, and be a curious nature with like obtaining a sense of being, being the child of the universe. I'm just a child of your parent, but a child of like life. We're all children, and I don't think that, like, Atlanta, we're definitely children here. Everyone in here is very childish. I think that's another thing. It's, like, this just childish ego thing that Atlanta's got going, and, like, you have the, also the media with, like, the hip-hop shows and all of this extra, like, shit, and, like, the new, like, Buckhead thing wanting to be, like, you know, the new, like, you know, L.A., the Rodeo Drive. It's just all, like, very, like, why? Like, there's already a Rodeo Drive. Why are you guys trying to do the same thing? Like, mm -hmm. there's so much potential to go in such a completely different direction. Like, do you not see all the organizations and the art alliances and the institutions that are here that are providing very, like, quality, fundamental things that could help change your life? And you're trying to, like, get a, you know, a, a, a Kristen Louboutin, you know, down the street. Like, what? So... It, well, that's probably in part from all the people from L.A., especially with the movie business coming here. Yeah, but, like, I'm from California, and it's vapid, and it's, 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 you know, I know how Californians can be, and, like, I can, we, we can be so up in that because we have high standards. There's nothing wrong with having high standards. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that that's a good benefit, but I think when you have high standards, your expectations you should act according to those standards that you're setting. Mm -hmm. Don't half-ass knowing that you're going to try to shoot a three, you know, you know, three-point. Right, don't just, like, try and check it half-court. It's not, it doesn't, best. you know, and I feel like that's where we're throwing, we're building this new stadium and, like, everything, and, like, that money could have been used for, like, you know how many homeless people are on the street yeah. that nobody wants there? They don't want to be there. We don't want them there. 
not even and not even for the sad reasons even because like so it's annoying too like everybody knows the things that are going on here we all see it we're all children we all see it. it's like when you're when you're a child and you see you know someone does something bad and like you want to tell on them but you can't because you don't want to be a tattletale mm-hmm. no like i'm not saying go out and be a snitch but like damn like when my homegirls are tripping or my homeboys are tripping like i say something like that was on the line yeah. Well, so let's talk about it. What are what are those blockages? What are those things that like that are not being said that we really need to deal with in Atlanta? I don't think that people are recognizing themselves as creators. I think that's like the whole like we're talking to, we're we're talking about the wrong things. Like that's that's the limitation. It's like if you you when you get a chance to choose the topic, mm-hmm. choose wisely. Like if there is going to be conversation, like. What are you are you gonna talk about like the trivial things that in five five months won't even matter? Are you gonna talk about the things of like the pothole that you hit every day on the way to work that hasn't gotten filled and you just paid taxes? Mm-hmm. Why is it there? Still. And you right. live around the corner. Like that's the thing. It's just like no one's and maybe this is just not an Atlanta thing. Like I listen to NPR and like I you know, things going on in Wisconsin, things going things are going on everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, like you have some people talking about it to a certain extent, and you've got other people who hear about it who may talk about it, and then you have the people who just don't know anything at all, and they're just like not even like with it, and that's fine. But like for those who are within the dialogue, like what's what's the what's stopping you from like doing anything? Like what is it? Is it time? Like that's there. there there's so many issues that I just don't understand. That's really why I can't really articulate like what is wrong because like there is nothing wrong. <laughs> there's the potential to do anything right now in this city. There's there's some such a potential, and I'm watching and I'm and I'm waiting for my time to like when it's time for me and I will know when I'm called to be like, hey Darren, hop in this bitch and start like doing what you've got to do. I will be there mm-hmm. with my hard hat on or whatever my, my utility belt whatever I need to do the job that needs to be done by all means I will be there and that's the thing it's like Atlanta I feel like there's so many young people and so many influential people that are being called to do things and, and 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 really influence and I don't know if it's just they're scared or like no one wants to do the tough work first or like you know like you step out on your own it's like people are going to judge you and it's like there are a lot of things that intertwine with why we don't do things but I think what's we should stop focusing on the why we shouldn't do it and focus on the doing it. Right. Take take who cares all of about all of that. Like focus on just simply like why not even why hasn't been done, like doing it. Like when is the next time that I can do this? When is the next time I can call my local government official and say, fix the pothole outside of my house? Right. Do I have five minutes to even see? Who to look it up? Like who you're and get to who call. I'm supposed to call? Like that's the problem. And I'm I, I think I can't talk about it as if like I'm not subjected to it or I'm, I'm not involved in the same type of like you know I think there are ways about going about things like you know we do live in this kind of all eyes type of thing so there you know especially like in the south like for whatever reason everybody's got eyes it's very like weird how like in California like nobody was in you like you did what you wanted to do. California is just one of those places where, like, that's why you people come over here and they they build the, the shit because they just do what they want to do. And there's nothing wrong with wanting Christian Louboutin. But, like, for those who can't afford it and who are struggling, don't talk about that. 
Talk about the other things that's stopping you from having what you really want so you can have it. And then don't complain to me or your coworker or your mom or your friends about it. Like, do it. And, and it's like, that's why I'm, I'm like, maybe I keep saying this, like, I don't want to talk anymore. I, I want to talk. Mm-hmm. But like, if I'm not talking about a solution. Yeah. Like, if you present me a problem, like, I don't want to talk about the drama of what happened, the ABC between. Tell me, okay, this is what's going on. What do I do? That's what I want to focus on. That's what I, if I could put that into a career and, and, and bundle up everything in that little thing, that's what it'd be. Solutions, not problems. Like my, my, the, the books that we keep, we get are like problems, but like where are the books that even solution books are fucking problems because sure. they're so damn different, difficult to understand because yeah. like not everybody thinks the same. And then like, you've got like, I swear it, God, like, gosh, has anyone ever picked up one of those like dummy, like this you know how to do something how to do something for dummy things like like i get it like you know some people need to start from the scratch but just like if you're paying internet like don't waste your money on that (laughs) well so the reason i I bring up you know what what specific problems are because like especially with my website Mm -hmm. or the whole point is to break down issues specifically so that we can look for the solutions we have to know what problems are in the first place well if we're looking for solutions Absolutely. Then I say a big solution, which I am working on, is campaigning for the arts and getting the funding back, getting getting the creative process implemented in corporation, implemented in legality as well, getting creative in, 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 in every form of the way we live, because now everything is just so set and it's so outdated and once again prehistoric that like it's just like it's not working. So you've got to get creative to to make something new. So like, it's about that? making new schools, making new homes that serve for purposes and not just for homes. You know how many dilapidated buildings that could be used for something useful that are just mm-hmm. laying around that, that like probably, okay, so you have this inflation of like, you know, the, the market or whatever, but like there, you get a coalition, get an association to deal with like the tax, the property taxes and the thing, put the money together and really do it. And, 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 and within, like, the organization, like, even this subject, if this subdivision has, like, the security when you come in, there's a homeowners association that provides this 24 access gated security. So I know if this little fucking community can put this together and have people scheduled on a shift every day working and on a payroll, I know that we can clean up some of these buildings, get some of these people off these streets, implement some training facilities, get some creative art classes and some skill-based learning classes going around, implement some scholarship internship programs get get it together there's so many things like i like as much as i want to say like let's get to the solution like there's so many things that like i i i could for me i just want to fix the 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 way at which we we do how what we do mm-hmm. like being on unaf- like i really want to want people to be unafraid to do these things and not feel like they can't whether if that would be counseling uh, or, or or whatever like it's just making sure that getting people like soldiers like getting people in line not to like serve the the government and war and like all of these other things but to serve like the betterment of the community like make your own army get in there and dig up your own yards don't pay, expect for everyone to do something for you like that's the thing yeah. like do something about your life don't just t- like let it take you over and like i i felt like i made myself into such like the damsel in distress the victim 
Mm-hmm. And, you know, and, you know, your house is on fire, you're in the second floor, and you're just like, ah, somebody help me. Like, at least try to get out of the house. You may die on the way there, but you were going to die standing there. Right. The worst thing is to look back and say, well, you didn't even struggle. <laughs> you know, so that's the problem in Atlanta. And so, like, so get to schools. I think schools are should be first. Mm-hmm. Schools should be first because these kids just need to know. They need to know the truth. So education. Education. Housing, for sure. Housing. Maybe being able to communicate with uh, whoever is going to take care of the physical things like potholes and stuff. Yeah, like... Let's make and like that's that's like getting, that's a luxury. Yeah. To me, having a pothole filled is it's a luxury because like we don't want an app. Yeah, you, you know we we used to well not we because we weren't there but there used to be cobblestone and fucking horse buggies. Mm-hmm. So having a paved road is a luxury. Don't get it twisted, people. Like, let's not take things for granted at the same respect. Like, like oh, as, this freaking hole. Yeah, like I'm not saying that. Like, that's a luxury in itself, but like it's a luxury that everyone deserves <laughs> to have just like anything else like food and water and, and clean water not just water but the clean water not the water they put diet chloride and all of this other shit in it and you're like what is this is this even water diet chloride i like that <laughs> what <laughs> really yeah, like, like they're what putting, is it though they're they're putting they're gonna tell you you know the next you know I, i'm hearing about micro trips chips i'm hearing about all sorts of things to fix and correct us but like <laughs> to me there's no problem until like you realize that like you're creating them right you're making it worse by trying to fix you're them. the you're the problem there's you're like you're going out to try to like figure out the, what the problems are but like no you're the direct issue you're doing it we're all doing it together and that's like the scary part is like we like every time like someone dies or something i'm just like i can't i i don't think of it so sad as to like oh like they've passed like oh like grief about it save like they moved on. Like they got what they needed here. They they're in the next phase. That was for the universe and them to decide together and how that was gonna form and, and work out for that. That's how I really view death. I like I actually kind of love death and I fantasize about death because like to me it's just another it's just a portal. Death is a portal. To where humans we really are not we're having a hard time understanding of what portal it is, but it's it's a portal and like wow, like we don't have portals on Earth, so the fact that we have something at the end of our lifespans that's uh, something that happens to each and every one of us, and it, it there's no exception to that, and, like, it's uh, something that doesn't physically exist here, like, mm-hmm. to me, that's so cool. So, like, I'm just, like, really interested in, like, the, the, the fundamentals of group sparking the attention. It's just lighting the fire that's what has to happen everyone needs to have like the fire like sparked underneath them mm-hmm. and their and their lights like turned on or something i don't know how to meta- put that into a metaphor but like totally like everyone has a role like i think everybody's on the right track i don't think that anybody's doing right. i think we're all caught up in some bullshit but that's like of our own creation so it could be handled very easily if we wanted it to collectively but until then like as long as you're just like trying to figure it out like you're fine you're fine there's always going to be problems because like we create them together so that's what i'm saying i'm relying not just on myself to 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 solve the problems in my life but i like i need to do the same you know we need to do the same thing together so that it actually works right and that's that's not and unfortunately that's just not an, an atlanta thing and i think that like as you start in the communities of course we should start in the communities but like i'm thinking like so much bigger 
and a little bit more direct. Like, and it, it kind of goes from like, oh, like, like hit there almost where you want like people to like kind of like like smack them, like snap out of it, <laughs> but like like not like manipulate them and like and deprive them of things and then like whiplash them into like being a slave. But it's almost to say like, did you know you had this as an option? Yeah. Most people don't know that they have, you know, right now I'm working in, um, I'm working with the Art Place Mountain View. Um, they are in Cobb, it's in Cobb County off of Sandy Plains Road, and they are uh, basically a government-funded organization by Cobb County to uh, basically specialize and facilitate arts. They have classes, vocal lessons, theater camps. I, I did the theater camps when I was in high school. It's so weird in college on my capstone course, I'm going back to the place that I ended high school with that I did two week intensive drama theater camps with, with some people that I live with. Like, mm -hmm. it's so crazy how it came back full circle in that way. And like, I'm looking at these, that type of organization saying like, people don't even like, I'm trying, we're trying to do, um, for Cobb County Parks, we're trying to do a campaign for them and see why people are not engaged and interested in the arts, what's going on sociologically and through the media. And like, it's really sad that like the engagement of these centers that are right there in your, right around the corner from you, they have all of the things that everybody wants to do and they're not doing it. Do we right. need more light? Is that well, it's like you can give a child all the tools they need to change out a transmission in a car, but if they don't know what they're doing, it's irrelevant. Yeah, exactly. And so like, it's, it's, just, it's just finding out how to like get places like that. Like, you know, the Go Farm is very established. The Butch of Arts Alliance and the Arts Center are very established. So you have those places, but there are other lo more local places like the Mableton Arts Center, the art, um, the art station at Big Shanty, you know, mm -hmm. the, all of these other different communities that are there, but people go to the Woodchip Arts Center. But did you know that like the Mableton Amphitheater has seats of the Verizon and they have, can, they have a full like, uh, like hundred thousand dollar like lighting and stage that everyone can be using? I had no idea. No one knows. And that's the thing. It's like, and if any, if Atlanta's gonna do anything, like can you, if I could do anything for communications, spread the damn word, talk about it. You know, you told me about, like, you know, the yoga classes that happened, you know, bi-weekly. I can't even remember the, the place that, uh, that they work on the chakras every week on Sundays or something like that. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I told, like, I, I, right now I'm losing the name of it, but, like, I told, you know, some of my classmates in my yoga class today about it. And, like, you know, my teacher, my, my professor was, like, you know, um, rather instructor. She's instructing me a little bit. Like, she was, like, um... You know, I don't know in many places in Atlanta, it's like more of like a Western thing and like go up north, you know, they have a lot of like chakra oriented classes. Like, no, there's some like indicator. I was like, you know, right, like, right. just do like, they're here. Like you don't have to go around the world to find what you need. Especially not in America. Like, Especially not here. That's why everybody comes here. So then you come here and then you're dissatisfied. Are you just sitting on the couch? Like, come on now, cry me a river. Everybody just do it. Cry me a river and like, let me build my boat. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's uh, let's shift to the future. This is always one of my favorite parts. Ooh. So uh, I like to I like to kind of see what if you we're just talking like the next five years because it's kind of pointless to that's even pushing it on like what's even reasonable to think about at this point. Mm -hmm. But um, if you could if you could take a look at what you kind of see based on your perspective happening in the next five years. It can be Atlanta or the world or just America or whatever, but how do you see the world unfolding in the next five years? I see it crumbling into a million pieces, honestly. I see yeah. a lot of suffering before anything gets better. Um, 
but I also do see a lot of rebirth for everyone, including myself. And I think that it's so necessary. And as much as I'd like to say, I'm going to be, you know, living my dreams that may not be a part of reality on the way that we're going, on the, on the, the rates at which things of bad energy are growing within society at this point. Five years doesn't really too great for anyone. Like, you know, do we continue to, to let the debt increase? Do we continue to let pollution increase? Do we continue to let our bodies deteriorate? Do we continue to let our relationships, you know, crumble and we don't trust each other? Are we going to continue to let those things happen? Well, like, for me, I'm going to do my best as possible to make sure that's not happening. But in reality, I just want to, no matter where my life takes me, I want to be able to not feel as though I am limited. I, 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 if, if, if removing, if breaking everything down to establish that, if that's what it takes to get there to where I'm not limited and where I can think of something. And instead of thinking of all the reasons immediately of like why I shouldn't, I want to live in a world where like I think of something and I have so many reasons to do it. Mm-hmm. And I have all of the things I need right there. And I think that, I think that's an active world. I think it's the world that exists here. Like otherwise things would happen for people. But I want it to happen on just such a, um, in such a, a, a moisturized way, in a way that like everyone's thirst is quenched, mm-hmm. you know, and everyone's really enjoying the the ecstasy, the sweet things, the, the good things in life. Like, you know, suffering is one thing. I think suffering is needed for learning, suffering and desire. You know, we all know the Buddhist eightfold path. We get, we, not all of us know that, but like, if you have an idea of it, you're like. Certain things exist within reality. But at the end of the day, like, I don't expect a utopia. Marxism and communism, that they try to relate that and say, well, he was trying to be communist and say that, like, well, you know, you just basically give everybody the same thing, you shell it out and you ration it and it's, like, very weak and, like, no. That, I don't think that's what he's saying. I was, I think that that should always be something to that we should want our evolution to seek, not necessarily our lives. Mm-hmm. We should want our evolution to seek utopia, but not our lives. Yeah. Because if we're living, especially within the your root and your center of survival, if you're thinking about that for real and you're taking it seriously, you you will start to engage and you're our DNA is changing right now. You will start to engage in how to stretch what's happening right now, the best parts of it, if you want the best parts of it, stretch it to as far as you want to forget everything gets after the reptilians and then they forget it again. Sorry, <laughs> everybody. <laughs> we were zapped. Breaking flash news. Or at least that's what I... <laughs> very, very... You know, but that's just another conspiracy theory, you know, or whatever. But I'm I'm pretty well aware that there's just no way that, like, there's not something going on. There's no way. Well, there's always something going on. I, like, as much as, like, I love the, the as much as I love the, the utopian side of things, I kind of like the dark side. I'm a little dark. Well, you can't. Oh, uh, no, I want to you want to go into that. <laughs> I am. I'm not going to lie about that. I'm going to. No, do you mind if I turn this off? I'm just going to. Would that ruin things for this moment? No, I think you're kind of dark anyway. Be good. Um, yeah, so there's this concept of... Uh, oh, we, I think we were talking about this a little bit in my car. Mm-hmm. How, uh, on the way to that mountain. Um, if life comes from light, like 
light hits the plant, whatever, whatever. Mm -hmm. But there was something before light, it mm -hmm. was just darkness. But dark is simply a lack of perception. Mm -hmm. And everything comes from nothing. Mm -hmm. So you have to embrace the dark. If you try and suppress it, just like anything else, it's like it's just your lack of perception. The dark side can be, come on ladies. You know that dark, mysterious man that's just like, he's got that thing about him and I want him bad. Like, it's that kind of thing. Or even the, the, you know, the devil, you know, the devil in the red dress, you know, the woman who's just like, she's got that thing, that mystery, that like sin. Sin is so like, it, it's like, it's poison to a certain degree, but like, gosh, like, I, in some ways, I love to sin. I love to, to, to do. Because it's not, sin isn't real. It's, sin is only based on uh, morality, and morality is only based on other people. That's not logical. Yeah. It can't be universal, so that's exactly. not real. So that's why, in a sense, I'm, afraid, I'm, not, I'm unafraid to kind of, like, you know, say it in that way and know that it's not meant as if, like, I like to go around and stab people in the back or, like, do... It's, it has nothing to do with that. It has everything to do about the aspects of your... To me, sin is, like, the aspects of yourself that, like, pushes the envelope. Hmm. It doesn't, you don't have to go overboard, but like sometimes like you want to manipulate your friend to get that candy bar from them because you've been eyeing it on the kitchen counter for a little bit and you want to see like, you know, they've said don't touch it and you're like, well, like just a piece just because it, it's that, it's that part of you just like, well, like, yeah, but I want it, but I want it though. <laughs> like, what can I do to get, you know, like there's, that's, that's another part of life that like, I keep doing <laughs> This is another part of life that like makes everything like so exciting is that like we it, it's not always so simple it's not it's so you know black and white it's it's all it's it's all of it and if you don't like one thing you don't like it all mm -hmm. like there's no way that you know you say you know strip clubs are bad but then like you have them just, no, it just doesn't make sense and you have some people who are like about it and they're every day but then like you won't date a stripper or you like Right. Call her a whore or a slut. Like, no, 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 no. You can't go to the strip club and call anybody anything like that if you're going there and you're supporting it. You should be grateful that it exists if you want it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I know like, I'm one of, I don't like strip clubs. I don't like them at all. I don't think that they're, like, I don't think that they're of, of a good purpose of our bodies. I think our bodies, like, you just see what people, I think it's interesting to see what people are doing with their bodies and how fantastic the human body is. And the ways that we can push our bodies to do things, I think that is awesome. But I think the exploitation of the human body because of its talents and the things that it can do and you're not honoring it in a way, like, that to me is not cool. So, yes, stripping classes, no. Simply because of the fact that, like, you can't say that you would, you would strip in a class and you wouldn't strip in a club for the dollars. But maybe that's just the sin that they like. Yeah, I guess it's all preference, but like you can't convince me of one or the other if you're if you're gonna do one or the other. Like it's all it's all gonna be the same yeah. to me because like you know you're stripping at home for your man, you strip at home for your man. It's not it's not different than stripping out for people. What 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 makes it? You're doing it. What right. you? It's an act. You you strip. Not, not no about where you strip, how you strip. Do you get down low? Can you do a helicopter and spin and clap your ass? And nothing new with that, <laughs> right? <laughs> like it's do you strip or do you not? And I think most people, if you ask them, do you want to strip? And it's like, is it the first choice? Like on their list of things to do in the day, like I want to get up tomorrow. Some people it is. That's because they found the way that they honor themselves in it. Mm -hmm. 
But some people, they do it for, you know, the money, you know, even if you're trying to pay through college, I don't give a damn. Like, don't do anything that, like, you wouldn't stand by in front of your moms or yeah. or your boss or anything. And I mean, I'm so serious. I, I'm very transparent in that way. I do not act any differently in front of anybody. And I really mean that. Like, it, and it took, it take, took a lot of courage. My throat chakra was, like, this tiny. Mm-hmm. I could, I and it wasn't as if I didn't have a voice to myself because I felt like I was being heard. I don't think that was the issue. It was I was not saying what I wanted to say. Yeah. So I was being I I wasn't being heard. People right. were hearing me, but like I wasn't actually speaking. I was letting other things and people think for me, and so I would just regurgitate. Yeah, things. just parroting. Versus- yeah, exactly, and. The pair thing is cool for a while because it's a very comfortable thing because you don't have to do much work. Mm-hmm. But like thinking for yourself and having your own brain requires a little bit more work than just having somebody tell you step one, step two, step three, and like you're finished, you know? Mm-hmm. And like that's why like, as much as I want to like, you know, finish school, step one, finish school, step two, get in an office, step three, get a 401k, step four, build a baby, Build a baby. Because <laughs> that's what people are doing, whether they like it or not. You're building babies, too many of them. <laughs> for, for all types of reasons. But, like, you know, like, all of these steps and people are trying to get it done quicker or more or better than others. And it's just, like, that's... that's When I study sociology as a social scientist and doing research and, and actually conducting methodology and conducting survey and polling and doing that... I'm just flabbergasted at, like, the interest of, like, the people today. Like, I'm, I'm flabbergasted by it. And I'm flabbergasted by my own interest. Like, how the hell did I get on this side of town? You know what I mean? Like, to where, like, I was thinking very... And I can still have the ability to perceive in the way that other people do. I'm no different. But, like, to live in those thoughts are so differently than to just have them. I have yeah. a lot of thoughts. But I'm not living all of my thoughts. Yeah, well, the content of your mind is not your choice. It's what yeah. you do with it. Yeah. And, and content, man. You want quality? You want quantity. You know, that's another, like, I have all of these questions that I'm, like, trying. I, I ask them, like, I guess consciously, but I don't deal with them anymore after that point. Mm-hmm. Because I just don't want to get in the way, like, of the truth like, I, I don't, like, I feel like we are, are so good at, like, of doing that. <laughs> of, like, getting in the way of, like, the best things that we really need because of, like, not even just, like, what we want, but just, like, sometimes you just don't know what to do. Sometimes you're stuck and you're really lost and you you are out of your element. Mm-hmm. And you, and that could be, and very much so in the way in itself, not knowing, being indecisive. That's what, that's one of my traits is, like, I get very indecisive about what I want to do because, you know, like, with everything changing, it's like, how can I save one moment? I'm going to do this now and then tomorrow, like, a tornado come. I want to, you know, save the, you know, people in Africa and then the next thing you know, there's an earthquake and those people that I want to save are gone. Mm-hmm. See? Now what do you want to do? Now what I, like, you have to really, like, I really think about these things. Like, what, what, like, what I die for? What would I, what would I, what would I be willing to, to, to love unconditionally and, and throw myself into? And I just, I'm being very cautious about that process now because I think that, like, as we all move up in the higher dimensional realms and as our consciousness expands, there becomes that transparency and that vulnerability. And 
I'm a cancer. And like the way I relate to that is like cancers have the outer shell. We, we hide in it. We knit in it. We do all sorts of things in our shells to keep us at comfort and keep us at ease. And we carry it on our back. So we do a really good job at keeping our composure, which is great. Some people call it fake. I just call it like, I don't have to fucking let's kiss your ass, period. So like now that I'm discovering that like, okay, well, like living without the shell isn't that bad all the time. Sometimes you need a breather. Sometimes you've got to like let people see you in your true form because like you need to know. Sometimes when I'm talking to people, I don't really know if they know who I am. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a perception. Like, you know, my coworker who like assumes to assume, you know, that I was just because this, you know, this past weekend, I was so jolly and happy that when I came in on Tuesday, I was going to be the same way. It wasn't, there was nothing wrong, you know, yesterday. However, like I just was chilling. Like it was a very chill day for me. So like, but he was like, you know, like why or what's wrong with you? You're normally like this. And I'm like, you're assuming that of me, you know, but like, you know, of course I can be that way, but like, this is how I am now and you're missing it. You're, you're like asking me what's wrong and you're missing the good. I'm fine. You're missing like, me right now if you want right. to know like what's going on like, like this is it and if this is not good enough for you then like too bad <laughs> it's like yeah. this is what it this is what i'm giving you right now i don't have to give any ex- you know give you an excuse and i think i really like got i i got him in, in the sense where it's like you know i don't assume anything of anyone and i don't assume anything of myself i want the upfront up close and personal the raw filtered nothingness because that's what i'm going to give you even if it stings and hurts me, mm-hmm. because I'm strong enough to handle that. I'm strong enough to take whatever I'm given and deal with those emotions on my own. I have a very well-connected and very, I can recalibrate myself in a sense. To where like, even if I'm not all the way back together, it's a process of getting there. And don't worry, and, and, and no, I'll be there in no time. You mm-hmm. never let me see kind of sweat thing. Gotcha. And now that like I am vulnerable, I would really like to be vulnerable with others and break down like just just like now I love this breaking down those walls and like you know as much as I love sitting here and like talking and everything like I just as much I want to send these questions right back at you so bad you know I'm trying my best like so bad like what do you think and like you know like what are your what are your perceptions like of your childhood I think we will definitely we will certainly get there but I think I want more of that from people. Like, you, you, when you came in and you're like, oh my gosh, like, the lady at the security, like, desk. First of all, they're not even supposed to let you in, like, without, like, getting ID and all this shit. And she, I'm sure she did that, but, like, yeah. you know, you didn't have to call me to get Suzanne's name, who, like, runs this. Like, you didn't, like, they, my relationship with even the security guards that I live amongst, that I see every day. I'm not going to, I'm not going to pretend, like, I don't see these people every day. I'm not going to pretend real. they're real. Like, I'm not going to pretend, like, I'm not in your class. Or in your local grocery store or, you know, at your bookstore or your art center. Or I'm not going to pretend like I'm not in the room. You can do that all you want. Mm-hmm. But I just, like, I don't have to. And if, if I'm annoying you, then I guess that's just the way it goes. <laughs> I guess that's... Right. But, I mean, look. you got good That's for you to deal with. Just, like, I have to deal with the fact that you are close off. You have to deal with the fact that I'm open. That's for us to deal with. Mm-hmm. And we may agree to disagree, but I, that doesn't mean that I'm still not going to be open. That doesn't make that doesn't give me an excuse to now be close. I don't have to subject myself to be who you are because that's the way you are. And I think like that's that's the that's like the the very recent, the very new me. Nice. Yeah. Alright, well we're at a little over two hours, so let's wrap this up with two questions. One is um, well you're just talking about how 
you know, you're trying to figure out what you want. Right? Mm -hmm. So one of the questions I like to ask at the end is, uh, what do you see for yourself in the next five years? But before that, I just want to finish the, the little bit about uh, the future and like, instead of what a, what do you, where do you think things are going to go in the next five years? Where would you like them to go? Or in other words, like, if, if someone was asking your opinion on what you think we should focus on, just, just a few things to focus on in the next five years to have the most return on investment for our time and effort and energy, mm -hmm. where do you think we should put our efforts to get those solutions we were talking about? Love, production, and innovation. And same thing, put a slash in there. Mm -hmm. And I was the last thing. Um, really, I mean, those are the things that I don't know. Like the the last one is 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 like one of those like blank things. Like insert other insert here. <laughs> yeah, like insert like other answer here. Because like the third thing, like for me, all I need is like a little love and and, and the compassion and just like give me give me the. Give me the, the way to, to get it to get it out of my body. Give me give or if I need to take it, I'll take it if I have to. Mm -hmm. But like just give people that, those opportunities and opportunity to love what they do and then embrace that in all aspects of their life and give them the fucking resources to do it so they can show you that they're more than just what you tell them that they are. Okay, I like that. That's a good answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. All right, and then where do you see yourself in the next five years? Where you'd like to be? If you know. Honestly, I'm really feeling warm water and a breeze. That would be ideal as like a habitat that I would live by near, especially near water. Um, I definitely want to be in love. I am in love, but I want to be in a very crystalline, clear love that extends into every framework of my life. I want to watch others ha be happy. In addition to myself, I don't want to just be happy myself. I want to like actually see other people enjoy their lives too. And I want to have an, a business. I want to be an entrepreneur. I really want to 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 find my my voice in, in, in this risk game called the market and the economy. I think it's one of the best human creations that we've ever put in. It's so exciting. How we literally like live off of this like thing called like a you know a, a monetary system and like yeah. it's a living breathing organism but it's also like a machine like an ATM that like lives and breathes and filters out like dividends like I want I want my piece of that it shared amongst everyone else who I would hope I would like to see everyone else have their share of that as well yeah I like that. Those are give me my give me my home, give me my the ability to access things through that system, and then give me some love. And I'll be cool. <laughs> I'll be cool. I'll be happy. Oh, and some like cute clothes. Like gosh, <laughs> <laughs> and cute clothes and boots and and booty shorts and sex. Well, on that note, <laughs> booty shorts and sex. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on the podcast, man. Yeah, um, thank you yes. for having me. Heck yeah. Hey. <laughs> Everyone have a wonderful night, and we'll see you next time. Stay <laughs>